Everybody and welcome, welcome back, back to the McDonnecast, the, the funnest podcast in town, the only podcast around, and it is the first podcast ever recorded in 2024. That's true. Out of every podcast, no one else recorded any podcast today. No, they We're took the day ones. off. They can't do it. It's illegal for anyone if, other than us to do it. If you don't know, if you don't have a podcast, um, which there are a few people who don't. Um, we have a collective t- text chain. What do you mean? Chain. No one else that we're the only podcast. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that part of the lore. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, then it makes it impossible for anyone else to record a podcast. Today. Yeah, it's illegal. Can't do it. Thank God we got around that legal loophole. Good thing we somehow got the exclusive rights to do podcasts so no one else can do them. Seems like it, it seems like it could potentially be a very lucrative market that's yeah, very easy Yeah, it's weird that it, like, we knew what a podcast was, even though no one else had ever done that before. It and named it that something... It was outlined legally. That no one could do it's it. It's also weird that we named ours the McDoncast, which is like a pun of the word podcast, but we didn't know what a podcast was yet because we were inventing it. Well, Apple invented the podcast. They invented the word. No. They just didn't do anything with no, it. No, 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 they didn't. Oh, is that not part of it? <laughs> no, we, we did the first podcast. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> happy new year, everybody. It's 2024. A bright, fresh new year full of possibilities. And what better way to spend the first episode of the year than talking about last year. <laughs> so before we move on and talk about all the cool, fun new movies and games and shows coming in the next 12 months, we got to go back and decide what was the best, what was the worst, what was the most mediocre, what made the most money. And who is going to win all of the awards? Oh my gosh. This the- is also an award show yes, now. Yes, it is. But before we get to that, Sam... Let's go over some box office. What were the hits? What were the misses? What is the stuff that just kind of scraped by? So first off, overall box office was up to $9 billion here in the domestic market, US and Canada. That's not very um, good. That was actually above what people thought it would be because there was such a lack of tent poles releasing in Q4 after the strikes. Yeah, that's still pretty bad. Though. Luckily, uh, some moderate performing Christmas films kind of lifted us up to the $9 billion mark. So we are up from last year, which I think was about like 8.8. Um, we're still w- like multiple billion dollars below where we were pre-COVID. So yeah, still have not fully we're up, recovered. But we're not all the way up. And at this rate, I don't think we're ever going to be all the way up. Ever reach 2019 or 20. Not until levels. all the streaming services collapse. And who knows when that's gonna be. <laughs> um Universal, out of all the studios, was the big winner this year. Uh 1.93 billion in Domestic ticket revenue in 2023 up 18% from last year. Uh, biggest hits were Mario, which did 574 million. Oppenheimer did 326, and FNAF did 137.2 million here in the domestic market. Oh, um, you know, a couple years ago, 1.9 billion would have been like a movie they made. Well, this is just domestic. We'll get to international numbers later, but you know, no, no, but still, like either way, Universal would be number yeah. One. Um, Disney had a record low year, uh, 1.89 billion in grosses. That's down 2% from last year. The last year wasn't even great for them, but this is way worse. And we'll talk about some of the particular individual. It's very obvious why this year was so We'll get into even more detail (laughs) on just the absolute dumpster fire year at Disney had. But, um, yeah, they had, uh, Ant-Man 3 underperformed, 214 million. The Marvels obviously underperformed, 84.4. And of course, Indy 5. 
whatever formed, 174.4, lowest grossing movie in the Indiana Jones franchise and the lowest grossing movie in the MCU. And the most expensive movie in the Indiana Jones franchise. Uh, Warner came in third. Warner's came in third place and had almost nothing but bobs this year, but still managed to be up a whopping 50% from last yeah, year. Yeah, Barbie was just a they titan. Did, so as much as they haven't done well this year, last year was so much worse that this this year was still way better. Well, I, again, I think it is a testament to how obviously dominating Bar- Barbie obviously was. Obviously, Barbie, uh, 636.2 just in the domestic market. Uh, we'll get to international numbers later. Um, that helped counteract just the dumpster fire performances that were the Flash, Sam 2, and Aquaman 2. And there was a report from Deadline the other day that Warner's, the studio, spent $1.1 billion marketing just the DC movies from this last year. That's really unfortunate. So between those four movies, $1.1 billion in marketing. One of them was okay. I would say the Flash probably got the bulk of that. That marketing campaign was was so weird and big. And they did it like several times. Yeah, because they stopped and started. Mm -hmm. Um, Blue Beetle probably got like the the, the pocket change from that. That didn't get any marketing. And really, Aquaman 2 didn't a lot Did Blue Beetle even get a trailer? Yeah, Blue Beetle had several trailers. But like, does it have anything more than that? Had a couple of TV. I don't spots, think. I think no, other than there the... was no like. It was also during the strike, so there wasn't like the cast going out. But no, there. I'm was pretty like sure no... they only got the one poster too. I think I only ever saw that one blue, the one just the bug with the scarab on it. Yeah, they're... I think I saw a later one that was like the, him in the suit. That was it. Yeah. Oh no, they had the later one where it was like it was. I can show it to you later, but no, there were two posters. I know that they they made one like after the movie came out that was like the cover art for it, but yeah. I don't know if they made another poster. Okay, so Sam, internationally, we're going to talk about the 10 biggest hits of the year. This is by profitability. So if you want to just do like net grosses, um, we can do that. I can pull that up real quick. So in terms of top 10 domestically for the year, Taylor Swift, number 10, 179 million. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Number nine. I forgot how like how like weirdly successful like how long the legs were for that. Yeah. Like I thought it was gonna be a flash in the pan, kind of like random, like one off, like what 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 even is happening right now. No, that movie like that movie lasted for a while. John Wick chapter four, hundred and eighty seven. That movie was good. at number eight. Ant Man three. Uh still managed to come in at number seven, two hundred and fourteen million. Wow. Okay, so you know how bad of a year it was if Ant Man three came in at like in the yeah. top ten. This is just domestically. Um, the Little Mermaid came in at number six, two hundred ninety-eight million. Oppenheimer at number five, three twenty-six million. Guardians of the Galaxy number uh, volume three came in at number four for three hundred fifty-eight million. Spider Verse number two at three eighty-one. Mario was number two at five seventy-four, and, and Barbie, Barbie number yeah, one, six thirty-six. Internationally, Mission Impossible did over five hundred million. That was number ten. Then it was Little Mermaid. Uh, then it was a couple of Chinese films, Wondering Earth 2 and Full River Red. Spider-Verse came in at number six, about 690. Fast X came in at number five uh, for international. Yeah, gross, I believe that. 714. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, number four, 845. Oppenheimer did 955 million worldwide, uh, despite being a three-hour R-rated biopic drama. And it still hasn't released in Japan yet. Mario Brothers, 1.3 billion at number two. And of course, Barbie, number one, 1.4 billion. Now, if we're going to talk about profitability, that's a whole other thing because it's quite a different list. Yeah, not every movie costs the same to make. So, 
Number 10. By the way, we're not counting the Chinese movies. Because I don't know. Because we don't really know. They yeah. don't even release outside of China, really. So I don't even want to deal with any of that. So we're, this is just movies we have the math on. Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, came in at number 10. Budget of $200 million. Uh, gross of $437 million. Made a slight profit. However, it is the lowest performing movie in the Transformers franchise. Um, but a big part of this is merch sales, selling all the Transformers Yeah, they sold toys. a lot of Optimus Primes. So that's obviously the main purpose Although, of this. So I think if they? you factor that in... How much did well. Hasbro's like Transformers division make this year? Who I knows, it probably wasn't a lot. I this definitely boosted it though. I think enough. I don't know though. We're like, not real tied in with what toys are doing well, so I don't really. Okay, know. but like the Barbie <laughs> movie boosted Barbie sales a ton. Yeah. Everyone forgot about this Transformers movie the day it came out. Uh, I heard no. I, there was some level of interest in this for about a month. No, there was interest for like a weekend, and then everyone I forgot. People being like pretty okay with this movie. i remember not a single person seeing this or well i i've met several that have so um uh, yeah so moderate profit there number nine meg two the trench budget of 139 million dollars gross 394 million worldwide wow. sam the international box office gross so outside of the u.s and canada Accounted for three hundred twelve point four million of the movie that this movie. Yeah, because it was made for China, so that makes sense. So yeah, about eighty million dollars came from here. The, the whole rest of it overseas. Yeah, it's a, it is a movie that like pretends to be like, it's 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 made for a Chinese audience. Like the the yeah. main like love interest is like super famous there. I'm pretty sure this one actually takes place in China. The first one did not. Um. This, uh, yeah, that's just that. That's the demographic that they made it for. Like, obviously, it's gonna make more money but there. This did not do as much as the first movie. The first movie did five hundred and thirty million worldwide. So I don't know if we'll get a, a Meg three. Probably because the Meg two, like uh, that boot, <sighs> that that difference in like earnings is probably the Americans who like just watched the first caring. one, <laughs> and then in the second one they just didn't come back. Now like, there is plenty care. of source material because the Meg is a book series with about twenty five entries. How do you write twenty five books about that? <laughs> Uh, what <laughs> did you know it was a book series no how was there more than 10 pages of material for that concept so let's see um, <coughs> the meg <coughs> meg series has uh seven seven books that's seven more than i would imagine there is enough material oh no for. eight sorry eight if you include the original the next one comes out next year what is the what is, what huh <laughs> is it the same shark every time is no it's he like, a different shark remember in the first movie it's two sharks yeah but like that was already stupid and it was just one movie well there's another there's two more sharks in this new one so i'm guessing it's just like two sharks every time that's that's dumb so that's like 16 how have they not gotten good at killing them yet well i mean maybe they they do it a little faster by the, for the fifth one like <laughs> Did they? Would you not just be like, all right, like, make a big harpoon? I know we got there's another like one. a bunch of prehistoric dinosaurs and stuff in the Meg too. Yeah, but there's not that many prehistoric so it's not dinosaurs. Just the, it's not just the Megs. Like, it, there's more stuff as they. Yes, go. but the other stuff is not going to be as like the Meg is famous because it's huge. It's like bigger than like a whale. Yeah. Like other prehistoric predator fish are not that big. So like, well, it's not just what fish, makes it's them like scary. Dinosaur. It's like little dinosaur. Creatures. That, like go on the land and attack people. 
So it's just Jurassic Park. Yeah. But with sharks. But too. we already have Jurassic Park books that are. Yeah, like but this good, one is Jason actually. Statham and he's got a jet ski and like a harpoon or something and he's blowing stuff up. I was he in the was it's it... diminishing returns. It's not growing. I don't know. <laughs> They're not gonna do any more of these. Is it like or animorphs? if they do, they might do like a spin-off TV show, something that they could do on the cheap. Alright, whatever. What, what's next? Number eight. Elemental budget of two hundred million dollars did four hundred and eighty six million worldwide. It had the lowest opening weekend ever for a Pixar movie. Yeah. Um it was but very... it had it held really strong um week to week. It had good word of mouth. It kind of just let it leg out over the course of the summer and it, it was made still a very decent amount of money. Not very interesting in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit forgettable. Not one of the best movies Pixar's made. I think yeah. a big problem with the Pixar stuff at the box office is that so much of it went to streaming. Even the ones that pro- even the ones when they didn't need to, they kept putting them direct to streaming. Yeah, it was dumb. And it really just killed audience interest because we can see from other stuff this year that other animated movies were still able to draw an audience to the theaters. So yeah. I don't think it's the a lack of like parents and kids like wanting to go out to the theater. I just think they've been kind of just trained to sit there and wait for it to come to Disney yeah. Plus. Um five number seven, five nights at Freddy's. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Budget of twenty million dollars, uh marketing budget about thirty million dollars. Um I think most of the marketing for this was just People unprompted on on social media doing marketing for this movie for free. They had a lot just of a large online fan base for this movie. They had a lot of what is called franchise, like earned media, where like it's most of their advertising is being done by genuine like fans who are interested in the property and like going out and making content about it, as opposed to like you know a commercial. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. But it that, grossed, that's that's why it it, it grossed so two hundred and ninety two million uh, worldwide. Um, now it did have a big drop off in its second and third week. Um, I think that's because it dual released on theaters in Peacock. Yeah, that was dumb. And people saw it the first weekend and then realized that it was on Peacock and that they didn't have to leave their home. Yeah, and they just not that they watched it on Peacock. What they did is they realized it was on there, and so they pirated and went it because they didn't have the website and and watched it. Because nice no one has download. Peacock. Because why would you? Why would you do that? I have Peacock. We know you do. Number six, <laughs> John Wick Chapter Four, budget of a hundred million dollars. That's a movie that actually looks like it cost that much money. John Wick was so uh, good. Like that movie just looked so cool. Gross of four hundred and thirty-two million, a little bit higher. In John Wick Chapter 3, uh, the budget was about $30 million more than the last one. And it was about 30% longer, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, this one was like 2 hours and 45 minutes. So uh, a really solid performer, a franchise that's on the up. Um, there are There's back and forth talks on whether or not they'll just straight up continue this John Wick series. They're doing a spinoff later this year. Um, but if they do decide to continue, I do think there's a market for it. I don't I kinda know like if I how keep it... making them at this budget, though. I kind of like how it ended off without getting stupid. Because this is a franchise that if it goes on for too long, it will get stupid. Yeah. And it even in this one, like there were it some moments. End here. There were some moments in this one that were already like, okay, how many times can he fall down the same staircase? Wait, and, are uh, we're doing we're, grosses. We're, we're, we're just doing box. It's most profitable movies of yeah, the yeah, yeah. We'll do that later, way later. Um but yeah, yeah no, this this movie was really good. I like how they left off on a strong note. I hope that they kind of if they do other spinoffs, whatever, like do new characters, like I'm cool with that. The world is interesting, and they don't even really explore it that much. No, in that was jo- one in of my John major Wick problems movies. with it was this movie was felt like a weird like side quest. 
like all the all the John Wick movies are like that though. Like the world that they exist in is very interesting and has a lot of like the like complex moving parts. And John Wick just seems to not be interested in any of that at all and does not really engage with it. So it would be interesting to kind of see more movies in this world. But I, I like how John Wick's story ends. I I kind of want him to leave it there. I I don't want to see this character become stupid. Uh, number five, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, budget of a hundred and fifty million dollars. Roast six hundred and ninety million at the global box office. Uh, nice return. Did almost twice what the original movie did. This one, um, this one I think really managed that first movie. Did okay in theaters. It won that Oscar for best animated feature. It hit Netflix mm -hmm. and it just really built up an audience over the course of a couple of years. So by the time this one came out, uh, it had actually grown. One it was the, primed to explode. One of the few cases where it going to Netflix was a huge plus. Brought more money to the theaters. Yeah. Instead of the opposite where most people, I think, once it went to Netflix, when it went to streaming. It drains. Yeah, it drains. It like, oh, I'll just wait for the next one to be on here. No, yeah, that was that was that was really crazy because the first one really wasn't that big of a no, deal. No, it wasn't. It did okay, but it did not do like it was really well. good, and like the people who watched it really loved it, but it did not have a, that big of a family. Came out during a very busy Christmas. This this movie came season. out, everyone saw it. Like yeah. the theater was actually packed. Like there were there was a crowd like for the concession stand. It was actually a little wild. Yeah. Um, Guardians. Oh, number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, the only successful MCU film. Past year, budget of about two hundred and fifty million dollars, probably about a little over a hundred million more for marketing. Grossed about eight hundred and forty-five million. Um, a big hit. I think it probably would have done. I was reading that. I was reading the book, the MCU book that came out a few months ago. I think we talked about it. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, and that that book went over how this was originally the movie that was supposed to come out first after Endgame, like May of twenty. Yeah, that makes this sense. Should have been the like back in the original plans. I think if this movie had come out then, this would have made a billion. Oh, for sure. But because it came out a couple of years later and the MCU hype was so low when it did, I think it lost a lot of money. But I think just the sheer fact that it was as good as it was. Especially because it would have directly continued yeah. the uh, Gamora storyline. But this movie, I don't think you're going to be able to... It's not going to be easy for them to recreate this, this kind of success for a movie again because I this movie, more than a lot of the recent ones, was... People who watched Endgame came back for this one because they cared about these characters and wanted to see how their story wraps up, and then they jumped back off the train. I, I am very much of the opinion that if this movie had released any other year, it would have been more successful. Yeah. Because just the I think 2023, more than anything, in terms of movies, has been the year that faith in Marvel completely died Oh, out. it was the year of the comic book movie finally falling. Which is really sad, because that that general attitude towards Marvel, I think more than anything else, like, really hurt this movie's, like, Not reach. that it didn't do well. It did pretty good. It did really well, but it would have done so much better any other mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Um, this is another one that held really well. It didn't open big, or it didn't open huge. Um, and then again, that positive word of mouth kicked in and really had it like yeah. out a lot longer than a lot of other movies. Oppenheimer comes in at number three, budget of $100 million, made $953 million worldwide. Um, this and Barbie together, really, they both boosted each other. Um, the, the fact that this kind of movie made this much money in any time is ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, unheard of. I think Nolan is one of a kind at this point. I think he's the only one who can do this kind of thing. Yeah. I think if he does make another movie this type, I don't think it'll do as well, just because it doesn't have that particular nuclear bomb 
I don't know. It might. Devil's try uh, or like. Imagine um, it. Okay, hold on. You to triangle exact location success rate. Hold on. He makes a movie in the same universe. Follow me here. With Albert Einstein. And the movie's just called Einstein. Because people were hyped for Einstein. Yeah, no. He was uh, like an MCU two. character. He was like, dude, he showed up, people were cheering. Yeah, no, but this movie's success is not even over yet. It's going to hit the Academy Awards. It's going to win probably about six or seven yeah. awards. So, um, number two was Barbie. Budget of 145 million, gross of 1.4 billion. That's another movie uh, where every dollar was on the screen. High, probably had the highest marketing budget. Yeah, of any almost, movie that almost this year, which sure. is the reason it's not number one. Um, but obviously a huge hit. Um, everyone saw this movie. It was a big summer party. I think this movie. Um, it was really exciting to see this movie in that it was not the type of huge success that we've seen the past few years, where this was just like a straight up comedy where people really just went to the theater and it wasn't like a big action franchise thing. And it really got a, a people to in droves a genre that they haven't, they haven't gone to in mass in a long time. Yeah. Uh, number one, the super Mario brothers movie budget of a hundred million dollars. Cause illumination likes to keep these movies nice and cheap. Illumination knows how to keep a budget tight. Gross of 1.3 billion, uh, massive, huge, huge, Nintendo will Huge. now make movies forever. Yes. Uh, this is going to guarantee at least five to six financial failures on the part we of will Nintendo. Get, <laughs> we will get three more very profitable Mario movies, two absolutely abhorrent financial flops, Oh, and then Nintendo we will get now, two mediocre Zelda Nintendo movies. is now going to have complete permission to make at least three financial failures off the back of this. Just because this movie made so much money. No, because if Nintendo makes one financial failure, they'll cut it. Themselves, they won't let themselves do more. But in terms of Hollywood being willing to like co-finance a, a massive bomb, they would 100% be on board. No, if Nintendo <laughs> makes another Mario movie, it will make money, no matter what. Yeah. If it's bad, the third one might not make money. If the third one doesn't make money, they'll, they'll, they'll cut its head off. They'll be, they'll be like, nuh-uh, never again. No more again. movies ever again. Never again. We obviously know, uh, there's been no talk of a Mario sequel this whole year, but uh, we know Zelda's yeah, on the way. there's going to be a Mario. What do you mean? I'm t they're going to do it. I'm just yeah, saying, obviously. interesting that we, got, we, got, we, got, we heard about the Zelda movie that's happening. Yeah, I am still very concerned about that. Okay. The following movies uh, did good. They didn't do great. Um, just kind of movies that coasted on by, made a little bit of cash. This past year, um, according to Variety, The Little Mermaid and Fast X pretty much just broke even. They did okay. Yeah, they're gonna right. they're gonna manage to live another day. Um, Hunger Games prequel, the Songbirds and Snakes movie, Creed three, bunch of horror movies did really well this year. The Nun two, Evil Dead Rise, Talk to Me, Saw ten, uh, which is they just announced Saw eleven coming out next year. Yeah, Scream six, which is completely Scream seven is completely falling apart. I, no one really knows what's gonna happen. That. i think they'll just cancel it and then insidious the red door uh wonka is gonna do pretty well this holiday season um taylor swift the heiress tour probably should have been on the list but the budget and marketing cost of that is so like, how do you calculate that yeah it's so malleable because it's really the cost of say. doing the show it has a reported budget of like 30 million dollars but i think that's just to produce the film version i don't know how much the show itself costs okay how much and then the marketing for the it, the marketing for the movie is also part of just the marketing for the tour in general and for her albums that came out this year and like 
all of the publicity around her. So who even really knows? What okay, okay. Went. I would say that the albums I would say is comparable to like toy sales for movies. I would say real. The only thing that I think would make sense to factor in is the cost of producing this would be the tour that they actually filmed and whatever was involved in that. So like paying the lights guy, paying the venue, all of that stuff I would say is what should count as the budget for this. But like otherwise, I don't know what else you'd factor Either in. Either way, that. it made a lot of money. Yeah, um, it made a billion, million, gajillion dollars. Sound of Freedom sold a lot of tickets. It did pretty good. Especially because they had that QR code at the end of the movie that lets you buy more tickets. Mm-hmm. Every movie should do that. Doesn't make any sense, but sure. Marvel should do that for MCU stuff. At the end of the movie, it just shows a QR code to buy tickets to the next one. To the Marvel next movie. one, yeah. Um, Godzilla Minus One also did really well this past year. Are we all done eating? Yeah. Max, will you let let the dog? Make sure you lock the door. I don't think they want her out there. Okay. Ready for some some flops, some bombs, some big tankers? Hit me with the slop. All right. Number 10, The Flash. Big shocker. Budget of $220 million. Uh, Uh, That's reported. Gross of $270 million. Uh, It needed way more than that to break even. Um the the cherry on top of a just a garbage year for DC uh just uh we'll talk about it more in depth later when we get to our best and worst movies of the year i, ha- I have a feeling um but i don't i think that movie's going to be on everyone's list yeah number 9 a little bit of a smaller one bo is afraid from a24 this is ari aster's uh movie that came out this year the director of hereditary and midsummer oh oh this was one of the most expensive movies A24 ever made. $35 million budget. Only made $11 million uh, at the box office. This never really got a full wide release, so it never had like a real chance to make money, but um, not as nearly well-received as either of his last two movies. It's Midsommar not, sucked. That's I hate Midsommar so much. Not as, really as a straightforward horror movie as his other two are. I feel like this one, this one was three hours... Uh, I certainly will talk about it later on my best and worst list. You'll find out where it landed. I hated Midsommar. Um, but Midsommar yeah, no, this so movie, uh, just not one that was ever really going to connect with an audience. Um, Remember in Midsommar when, they, when the flower goes like this? Did you see Sam, that part? Do you despise Midsommar? I didn't know this I was hate, part of the I hate war. Midsommar. It's so bad. It's actually such a... Me and a couple of my friends watched it like, a, like years ago. We watched it over like Zoom or Discord or something. This was like bef- not it, it was like before COVID, um, so Zoom didn't really exist. But that's not my point. It's so bad. Have you seen it? The summer I didn't. It's okay. Do you want me to talk about it? No. Okay, then let's just move on. Through. It's really dumb. Um. All right. Number eight. One of the most questionable, just green lighting decisions. Like, how on earth did anyone think this was ever a good idea? Expend for balls. The fourth movie Expendables in the Expendables four. franchise cost $100 million to make. It grossed $37 million at the box office. Well-deserved. Um, why? It deserved every Why did they think dollars. this was a good idea? The last one didn't do well. That was like 12 years ago. Sly Stallone's barely even in this one. The rest of the cast is like new. Well, I guess you could say this movie was pretty 
expendable. Their big new star they got was Megan Fox, who Dude, hasn't been big the, in like eight if, years. I'm moving all on the past movies that. the studio made, yeah, this I one would it. be pretty expendable. But, um, yeah, no, it just... Because it's not very valuable to them. They should have just sold this to Netflix for like $50 million. They should have just not made it. Okay, but if they were going to make it... <laughs> You, this seems like something that would have like no this is an amazon you know prime original. that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say this movie probably would have done pretty done, well this on amazon hit, prime. this would have hit so hard on amazon prime video. i think you got all the jack ryan and reacher and you know all those types of fans those two things <laughs> that they're they, they have all the other tom clancy stuff on there yeah this would have fit right this would have fit right in with you know the military is rad old guys doing punching genre yeah it's a strangely popular genre on amazon prime um number seven another dc film shazam fury of the gods budget of 125 million grossed 133 million at the box office yeah this movie was like okay until the end did ruined the movie uh, did less than the first one and cost more than the first one um again i think this is just a general audience didn't care it's just worse it was too long since the first movie it was not as good just weird ending and Gal Gadot cameo and they like weirdly carved out all of this stuff that made the first movie fun. Like the first one had a really it, big focus. The fact that they made it and there's like maybe a minute of screen time where Billy Batson is on screen. Yeah, like why? Nuts. I don't understand and, that at okay, all. Okay, the first one had such a big focus on the family, which I thought was a little weird because like they they were they did the whole Shazam family in the first one, which in the comics didn't happen until like years later. But um. And that, that was like part of what made that movie so much fun is the focus on the family. And then in the second one, they're like in one scene and then they all decide that they don't want to do superhero stuff. And Shazam's like, no, guys, we got to do superhero things. And it's like, all right, why? What? Why'd you do that? I think what happened was that they knew that the kids were going to grow up really fast and look very different from they did in the first movie. We'll get rid of all and of their them. kind of way around it was. To not have the kids be on screen most of the time. That's stupid. Which was a really dumb workaround. Very dumb. Just show not the smart. kids. Everyone knows they aged. And two, if that was going to be such a big problem, you shouldn't have taken five years to crank the Yeah, maybe out. take like two or one year, maybe, <laughs> at the most. Maybe three. Maybe three. Maybe three not five. Justified. Five is ridiculous. Five, you go, all right, uh, clearly we don't what know what to do. We'll, do it, we'll scrap it. We'll do it next time. Number five. Oh, by the way, the rest I've of this list is Disney movies. Yeah, that makes Five sense. Five onward is Disney. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, Budget of $200 million for, for an ant. Oh, oh, Marvel budgets have completely stopped making it. Roast, $476 million. This was just like the epitome of everything wrong at the end. Just... Doing. Massive, massive overblown... Massive overblown budget. Just monstrous gross effects everywhere way too obsessed with trying to set up future movies yeah and it like nothing was there and it made no sense why it was in an ant-man sequel they just jammed a bunch of stuff that shouldn't have been in this movie why was kang the main villain and why'd they have ant-man defeat him bait like very easily if you're gonna have him be the villain ant-man has to lose he has to end. lose otherwise now your massive super galaxy multiverse ending threat God be by lost to Ant-Man by himself and his friends. Like not the Avengers, the Ant bug, the Powell. bug gang. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man, his old like dad-in-law, his like sort of wife and his daughter. 
Like those are not those are not the A team, you know? It's like the D team. <laughs> that's not even like that's like not even a real team. That's who you call in to fight the serpent society. Like that's Yeah, that's they are not your they should not be your like your big guys. Like <laughs> number four. One that kind of flew under the radar and just happened to come up during such like a a, a complete firestorm of news stories where everyone just kind of ignored it. Haunted Mansion came oh, yeah. out a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, grossed hundred and seventeen million worldwide. Danny DeVito was in it. Uh, had an uh, had an A A list cast. Um, it's not even a terrible movie. Uh, I watched it later when it came to Disney Plus. It was fine. I did not watch it because I did not um, care. Had a big marketing campaign, uh, but they they couldn't have the stars promote it because of the strikes. And yeah, why the, did it release during August? The title of the movie was also Haunted Mansion, which sounds like an AI-generated movie name. Well, it's based off the Disney ride. Yeah, maybe we should stop basing things off Disney rides. But that one franchise maybe, did well. That one franchise. Maybe Disney rides are not enough source material yeah. for a feature-length See, it's not film. about source material. What How long is the ride? What happens is... Like they, 30 seconds? <laughs> what happens is they go to Wikipedia and they Google Pirates of the Caribbean box office and it shows that 1.3 billion dollars that movie made and they go oh they yeah go, that'll justify jungle cruise 2 and we'll do this happens. again and it <laughs> never works again uh forgot they did jungle cruise one yep <laughs> a number three wish disney's wish came out I fairly wish recently that they didn't make this uh cost 200 million dollars to make another of like how on earth did this cost that much and it well, grossed. Okay. Animation is very expensive. I understand why. Like that's the same budget as okay. Elemental. But like, it, that makes sense. But it sh- Spider Verse should not cost less than this. Okay, but okay, there are a couple reasons why Spider Verse. They, they know they less. crunched on Spider Verse and they abused those poor animators. But are we are we really gonna pretend Disney doesn't do the same thing? Well, okay, hang animators? on. The the animation styles. Spider-Verse is a lot like less expensive to make. The 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 way that it's composited, like the way that that animation style works is just fat, like easier, not easier, but it's less expensive to produce. The the Disney like traditional Disney animation is very expensive. Like the way that they produce things is very expensive. So like that that budget makes sense to me. Yeah. The, Everything else surrounding it, in terms of the choices they made while creating it, do not make sense. Um, number two, another big Disney bomb: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Reported budget of three hundred million dollars. It was definitely more than that. They're hiding it, and then you, of course, have to put even more of that for marketing because it's had a big marketing push. Uh, only made three hundred three <coughs> million worldwide. The lowest-grossing Indiana Jones movie. Not adjusted for inflation. If it was adjusted for inflation, it'd be like way, way, way worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, poor brand management. And how on earth did this movie cost that much to make? Maybe out of the blue, reviving an IP that's been dead for 20 years. 10 years. 15 years. When did whatever other one come 2008 out? 2008 was the last one. Okay, so but a, still, a franchise that's been dead was, for 14 years. It was radio years. silence. Like, there was yeah. nothing. Like, there wasn't a video game. There wasn't a Disney ride. There wasn't a comic book series. There was not a Disney ride. There was not How? a cartoon show. How on earth is there not a Disney ride for Indiana Jones? 
That feels like the only build a big mine shaft and put an Indiana Jones robot in it and put a thing and go. That is the (laughs) easiest, most brain dead idea. Build the Temple of Doom. For real, that's it. And like, okay, that sounds like a lot, but for Disney, that's not that crazy. Okay, you know how they reworked whatever the freaking mountain one is that like people didn't like because it was racist or whatever. Flash Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, make that into Indiana Jones. Is there's there's that scene where he flies off the thing in a in a raft and lands in a river and they do that do that. Nope. What did they what did they make it into? Princess and the Frog. Yeah. You dumb. Are you stupid? Indiana Jones. Well, okay. They had, what are you doing? They had to do Princess and the Frog because that bad was racist. Princess and the Frog is about a. Okay, so put a, put a black person in and the new Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones an and an put old, him in it. Indiana Jones is an old white man. Okay, well put um. Who, who is probably racist? What's the name of uh? The what's 30. the name of his? Put, put short round in it. Just whatever, make it work. Like build an Indiana Jones ride. Yeah, that's insane that they haven't done that. How did that? Why did they didn't even put? They did not even put the first four on Disney Plus until like a week before this came out. Yeah, they didn't even give like fans a chance to catch up. That's crazy to me. Like this was the most poorly managed, like big budget movie release. I think think I've seen in a long time. I think they thought they could pull a Star Wars with this. I think they thought this was Star Wars. But Star Wars. Had so much content Star Wars to keep it afloat. Stopped. Star Wars just kept going. Star Wars slowed down, but, but it, it never, never it never came went, to a halt. And Indiana Jones completely came and to a also, halt. Also, there's not that okay. Star Wars is generally creatively bankrupt. However, there are things you can do with Star Wars not about Luke Skywalker. You can always like it is a story capable of that. Indiana Jones is one guy. It's Indiana Jones. The Star Wars you can't world do anything else with the IP other than have him find artifacts and shoot nazis like that's the, the, the whole star franchise. wars world will always be able to make new content because you can always just make a new planet and a new guy and have him do stuff that's vaguely related to the themes of star wars and it will always be like oh like decent but like indiana jones yeah he's an old man the world that it takes place in is just earth <laughs> with like some magic random artifacts that's it. And like the legs are better. <laughs> That's it. Like, There's no more to, to, to that world. Like you can't. Like this is not. A, they're always talking about doing spinoffs of this, but you cannot do spinoffs of this because this franchise is one dude. If it's not him, then it's not Indiana Jones. Then just make it a different thing at that point. Like yeah. actually, there is no reason to make something they're that takes place in that now. world. They're not. There were talks of a spinoff. No, That's it's dead. it's cooked. It's done. They're it's not over. doing anything else with this. I mean, I know Bethesda's. Making a game, game, I think, still. I don't think that's even going to... Making a game, like, that's... An Indiana Jones game could still totally do well. Like, just make uh, Uncharted. But instead of having... Instead of having a... Oh, God, it was that easy. Instead of having a knockoff of Indiana Jones, just have actually Indiana Jones. They've owned since, what, like, 2013? You're not going to go... No, they bought it before then. 2012, right? When Disney bought Lucasfilm. Did it only take them three years to make Episode Seven? Yeah, no, they... they, That was fast-tracked. That was, like... They had the ground running like the second that paperwork was filed. Yeah, I guess it was they like it was probably like 2012, 2013 then. Yeah, but like you've owned it since then. You're not gonna go to freaking Naughty Dog and be like, "Hey, it's 2013." Hey, so you Give know us that an Indiana Jones game in six? You know years. that game you made that is literally just Indiana Jones yeah, without a hat. For Can you Jones. just put a hat on him and write Indiana Jones on it? Like, yeah, they could have totally done that. And like, it could have been out five years ago, and they could have had a game out there. They could have had something. They could have made two or three of those. They could have done a 2D animated show on Disney Channel. They could have done a freaking remaster of the other ones on 4K and do put a, them out. Do a clone, they didn't do any of that. Do a Clone Wars. 
have like a 3D animated show where he like punches runs around with short rounds, punches Nazis or something. Like Dude, that's it. It's yeah. why didn't they no. do anything? The biggest thing was like, how are you not even gonna put the old ones on Disney? Plus? You know what I think happened? I think they put all their eggs in the Star Wars basket. They didn't. They didn't even obvious, bother to look at Indiana Jones. Obviously, it was negligence because there's no way that budget gets up to where it they, was without just ignoring how much they, they put were everything on it. in the Star Wars basket because they were like, "What is Indiana Jones? I don't care about yeah. this. We don't. Who cares? Put everything in the Star Wars. But we'll we'll make so much Star Wars. We're gonna make a billion million Star Wars projects. And then, like after Star Wars imploded on itself, they were like, "Okay, what else do we have? Please tell me we have something. We have Indiana Jones. Okay, well, make no, something. they announced Indiana Jones like this movie like six years ago. Yeah, but they definitely didn't work on it forever. It's the fact that they one that they lost Spielberg, right? Yeah, who's like the Lucas Indiana Jones guy. This, like that he like he's the reason those movies are good. Yeah. But like you lost him in Harrison Ford's like 82. George Lucas wasn't involved. George Lucas was not involved and it's just you're just going to keep pouring money into this until and you think it's going to make a billion dollars. I mean, that's absurd. That they ever thought it was going to do that. That expectation is This wouldn't have done deranged. that in 2010. I mean, this wasn't going to do that at a, like when the franchise really had a resurgence. This movie, I think, if handled well, could have made a decent amount of money. But I don't think this, they could have handled yeah, it any worse. They should have this should have cost half as much. And I'm sure I'm sure Harrison Ford got paid like 50 million. There are versions of this. of this movie that absolutely would have cost way less and would have yeah. basically been the same movie. And you could have maybe made a pro- like if this cost $150 million, $383 million would have been fine. Yeah. If this cost $200 million, maybe you could have skirted by on like action figure sales. And $200 but, million is still a lot of money yeah, for a movie. But just to, this ridiculous price tag for that is, a, is absolutely All right, anyway, what's, what's, what's next? And then, of course, we have number one, the Marvels. Uh, that beat out the Flash? Budget of $219 million. It had a higher budget, but they got a $70 million tax break that really helped them out. So... Wow. $219 million budget, $202 million gross worldwide. Um, yeah. It deserves every dollar it made. <laughs> this, they, they deserve exactly this, the... This yeah. money is worth exactly as much as it made. I have not met a single person who, gives, who cares about this. I don't think anyone except like the friends and family of the people who made it like yeah. actually... It does have any regard for this movie at all <laughs> no no one cared like literally no one this had zero interest um captain marvel one made a billion dollars and this just you know why i think and this is like i think one of the biggest reasons it didn't make like anything or didn't have any hype at all is because it didn't have a name attached to it had brie larson no no no. i mean like the name of a character it had captain marvel no it was called the marvels who are they? Yeah, maybe it. Who are the Marvels? Yeah, maybe, but I still don't think of it. Captain Marvel made money. It did. Didn't make a lot, and it now, wasn't great, I but think, it made money. I think this movie showed how much of the interest in that movie was based on Captain Marvel as a character. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> which was okay. almost none. That's part of it, but I think like their biggest failures are the ones that don't have names, like yeah. the Eternals. Who? Oomst? Okay, throw it away. I don't want it. And Eternals did more. Yeah, but that was also a way bigger movie and it had a way bigger marketing push. But like this movie, I think if it was it's called Captain Marvel <laughs> 2, yeah, it still would have sucked. But it would have made it, way it more money. Have made that yeah. much more. I don't know. If, I don't think so. I think it would have made I mean it was still called the Marvels. She was all over the poster. I mean, it was in all the trailers. People knew. Again, I <laughs> I have met people who knew this came out and knew it was a Captain Marvel sequel, and they just did not care. 
character. Like they just had zero interest in it at all. I don't think they did anything to make this movie stand apart from any of the other. Yeah, that's, it has movies. no identity at all. It's just a complete nebulous. It's a faceless like, movie. It's just yeah, it's nothing. It's a big nothing. Anyway, uh, those are the biggest flops. A couple of other notable movies that did not great. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven um, did that okay. Was pretty good though. But uh, it had a massive budget that ballooned from COVID. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves uh, also didn't do very well. Too. That movie was so fun. That was a big swing, and they paid the marketing budget for that was insane. They marketed Yeah, the marketing crazy. was nuts. They should not have gone that hard. Um, and then I, I just think it was hard to get a, just a general audience with Dungeons and Dragons. I think there's general view that can't be shifted in the culture that that okay. is a nerd thing for nerds. Again, in my opinion, <laughs> I think if they had called it Dungeons and Dragons... Honor Among Thieves, it would have done a little bit That's better. what it was called, Sam. No, but on the poster, it said Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Like, that was clearly the, like, title that they were going for. I, don't, I think people knew it was a and d thing. They knew it was a and d <laughs> thing. I'm saying they didn't lean as much into that in terms of the branding I think, as I think they should I just have. think people saw this and were like, oh, I want to... Like, even though... Everyone, even though it was not hard for a person who doesn't know D and D to understand, I think a lot of people just they thought it would be, and so they didn't want to touch it. Yeah. Which, uh, but even with with the D and D, like D and D is bigger now than it's probably ever been in its since it was like made. Like that that audience should have been there and just like kind of just wasn't interested. Uh, more stuff. Napoleon didn't do great. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon didn't either. Those were both Apple. Movies from auteur filmmakers that yeah, cost those like are made for Apple. So. But those were made so that Apple could say they have an Oscar contender. So yeah. I don't really think they care, and they have infinite money, so it doesn't matter to them. Uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guare, another Guy Ritchie film. Totally you saw that one. that one, yeah, didn't you? Which one? Operation Fortune. Oh, yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I didn't. You guys went to go see it, but okay, I okay. You must have not. Max, you saw it, right? Oh no! Wait, 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 wait! We we did see that you one. You saw Operation Fortune. No, we did. That's the it was a Jason Statham, yeah. and yeah. then there's the billionaire guy who's like, I, I didn't know, see it. I, I wasn't there. Have rockets. Yeah, we did see that. Yeah, didn't yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot we saw that. It came out in like January, so I, I forgot that that was the name. Yeah, um, sixty five, the Adam Driver dinosaur movie. I remember seeing trailers for Blue that. Beetle, the creator. Creator, that was sad. Creator was really good. Magic Mike's Last Dance, which was supposed to go to streaming, and then oh, it was given a theatrical oh, release. Oh, no. What a shame. What a shame that that uh, movie No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence comedy, which I did end up seeing. It's not great. Um, Joyride was another comedy that didn't do great. Renfield, The Machine. And then it's not out of theaters and hasn't been in it very long, but Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is going to end up being on the list. Yeah. All right. Is that it for the list? That's all the bombs. You want to get into the awards? Let's hand out some awards. Yay. Okay, guys, this is our new yearly awards show. We're just I starting. Call it the Golden McNuggets. The Golden McNuggets. Well, okay, I don't think we can say that. The Golden Nuggets. The I don't think we're nuggets. allowed to say McNuggets. I think that's copyrighted. All right. So we have a, uh, like 20 or so categories. I have a list of nominees. Uh, most things we have seen, some we haven't. Uh, we'll go through it all. We're going to have a good time. Let's start with our first category, which is best. Comic book TV show. Hmm. Our nominees. Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, The Flash Season 9, Gen V, Invincible Season 2 Part 1, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which was the Netflix show, yeah. and My Adventures with Superman, which came out earlier this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think it's know... really between Gen V, Loki Season 2, and Invincible Loki. Season 2. It's Loki, because Invincible Season 2 was ex- just... It- 
I'm so sick of like taking a several month long break in the middle of your season. Just delay it and release the whole thing at once. I hate this. Stop it. Stop doing it. Um, and then Gen V was like, just did not have an ending. They just forgot to write an ending to the show. Mm, yeah. It just goes, okay, Homelander shows up and then show end. I was like, yeah, oh, I didn't see the okay, Scott cool, Pilgrim one. You, did you watch the Scott, Scott Pilgrim was good. You did watch that one. Okay. I would have, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was actually an adaptation of the source material that people have wanted since I think he forever. Wanted to do, I think it not being that was why the creator wanted it. Yeah, how but, they got everyone on board. But I everyone, feel like if they just did Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim again, I don't think it uh, like that cast. Okay, it. the movie is like not at all the same as the one. comic. It's it's not there. There is so much because the comic spans like several, like I think two or three years of like Scott Pilgrim's life. The movie is like like a, a day, yeah. maybe two days. Like there is a lot of material that they cut out, and I feel like fans really want to see that adapted this was still really good and i still enjoyed watching it and it actually it flushed out ramona a lot because as, as like much as people enjoy scott pilgrim i think she out of all the characters is the weakest of them all because like if the you have without this right. show what can you tell me about ramona flowers hair. other than the fact that she has colorful hair, hair. <laughs> she's mary elizabeth winstead in the movie yeah okay see that's like not a lot of information this 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 did a lot Her to flush her what never mind this did a lot to flush your character out. I enjoyed it. I uh, yeah, thought it was I think I'm gonna say I don't want to say Invincible because it's like it's like half a season. We can't count Invincible. Left. It's not even like so. I guess it is Loki. Yeah, it's Loki. By if I had to yeah. pick a worst of these, it's definitely Secret Invasion. <laughs> worse than the Flash season nine? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the Flash season nine. But you watched the Secret finale. Invasion. What you yeah. watched the finale for the Flash? Okay, that finale was like dumber than all of Secret Invasion though. Secret Invasion was so boring. But there were, like, some parts where you were the like, okay, this okay. could have been cool. The Flash at least made baffling decisions that were like, how is this going to play out? Secret, Secret Invasion was just concept. boring. It's, it had somewhat of a decent The concept. only good concept was its premise, and its premise, it exactly. stole from a comic book it didn't even do right. Yeah, but at least so they like, were somewhat sourced. The Flash, they were just like... Ooh, that's yeah. kind of what's fun Lindo about the Gunner. flash is they were just um, making stuff up cobalt blue and he comes in and he's uh, bad I, and the flash goes stop being bad and he's like okay i'm gonna say it's secret invasion i i had less fun watching secret invasion than i did the yeah that's true okay the flash was more fun to watch but like secret invasion was a drag man. okay hang on though I have a case. I think I have a case for why the flash is worse okay keep it brief we because have a lot the flash was good Okay, eight years ago. <laughs> yes, but it, like, that's okay. what it ended up becoming. Was it any more wasted time to watch the Flash season six as compared to the Flash season nine? Okay, like, hang on though. Secret Invasion, the whole thing was a waste of time. No, exactly, the whole thing sucked. The Flash used to be good. There was never a point where okay. where I think it's Secret Invasion. Secret, I not, Secret Invasion Secret, was never Secret good. Invasion. Also, Agreed. Secret Invasion also has to like tie into the rest of the MCU stuff. Like, yeah, but it's not going to. No, it doesn't. The Flash. They have not mentioned Gaia once. Okay. There's been two things. But, like, that technically takes place in the universe. Like, the Flash, they're never going to touch there the Arrowverse again. There wasn't so even a What If really episode matter. where Gaia shows up. She's tailor-made to be in What If episodes. Anyways, Loki is the best. Yeah, Loki is easily the best. The best. Yeah, probably. I think Gen V is probably number two. My adventure Superman was good, too. Yeah, but I kind of forgot about it. Um, Loki actually revived my... 
revived my liking. <laughs> Best non-comic book TV show. We have Succession season four, Barry season four. By the way, Golden Globes. This is how you make categories yeah. that like make sense. The Barry, the Bear season two, Poker Face season one. Ahsoka season one, The Mandalorian season three, The Last of Us season one, Ted Lasso season three, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building season three, The Fall of the House of Usher. I'm going to pick a lot of good TV shows this year, weren't there? I think I have to go. I didn't watch For me, the it's Bear between season two. Barry season four and The Bear season two. I, I haven't seen The Bear season two. If I did finish it, I'd probably... Did you watch The Bear that. season one? I did watch all of season one. I just haven't finished season two yet. Because okay. um, I'm, I'm really annoyed by Hulu with ads, yeah, so like I basically never watch it. The bear is really, really I'm gonna, bad. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give mine to uh, Last of Us. That okay, show's really yeah, weird. we'll talk about it later. It's on another category. We'll get into more. Detail. Um, but I, if I saw the bear, I'd probably give it to that. But probably I have good TV. I know Succession is the one everyone loves, but we didn't watch, watch it. I don't care about Succession at all. <laughs> all right, this is a fun category: best advertisement. Oh, so which interesting. movie or show worked as the best advertisement for its product? Okay, this we is have, an interesting We have Air, award. which is an ad for Air Jordans. Flame and Hot, which is an ad for Flame and Hot Cheetos. Forgot they even made that. Blackberry, which is an ad for Blackberry That was pretty phones. good, actually. That was good, but no Tetris, which is an ad for Tetris, the video I game. I didn't see that. Transformers, Rise of the Beast, which is an advertisement for Transformers toys. Barbie, which is an advertisement for Barbie dolls. And then Dungeons and Dragons, Otter Among Thieves, which is an advertisement for... Yeah, I'd argue that Bear... Or, I mean, Bear is probably the best... Advertisement. Yeah. Barbie is the best. Like the best. Movie. I don't know. Barbie's the best. Okay. Movie on there. Air's the best. Air's pretty good. Hang on. Let, let me let me make a case for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Air Dungeons and Dragons. Is let me make too. a case for Dungeons and Dragons because Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. You want, they want you to go yeah, home and play okay. the game. <laughs> no, but they, they are. want you to you buy just, the stuff to play D and D. If you're familiar with the D and D world, everything that is in. Exactly. No. Exactly. Everything that happens in that movie has almost 100% for sure happened in someone's D&D game at some point. The air, like, they make stuff up. Some of that stuff is not true. D&D, like, that's exactly what playing D&D is. But, air, air did make me want to go buy a pair of Nikes. But I didn't. I bought Adidas this year. And I have not bought a pair of Nikes in, like, <laughs> um, several years. Actually, I think air is the best ever. Hmm. But it's in the year I of guess. the product movie. Yeah, I guess because I think Air was probably the best one. Blackberry was good too, but Blackberry Air, was a bad advertisement for Air Blackberry. Air is kind of silly in like how much it like hypes up how cool these shoes are. <laughs> They're like shoes are a gift from Jesus Himself. Painted the leather that goes by on the, the shoes. Way, <laughs> by the way, by the way, Air cost a hundred and sixty million dollars. That's a lot. Yeah. Um. How many shoes okay. is that? How, this how, is my... How, what is the cost of the movie in <laughs> terms of Jordans? How many Air Jordans could they buy with that money? <laughs> um, all right. Here's, this is my favorite category. Okay. This is the Glup Crapo Award for Worst Cameo. Glup Crapo Award. <laughs> Heck yes. All right. We have quite a few. There's so many nominees. All right. We have Beast in the Marvels. Anakin uh, yeah, Skywalker in the Ahsoka TV show. Okay. He was like this kind of Andrew, important though. This is, this is Worst Cameo. Glup Crapo Award for Worst Cameo. Andrew Garfield live-action footage in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yoshi Egg in the Super Mario Bros. movie. G.I. Joe in Transformers oh, Rise of the be Beast. Christopher Reeve in The Flash. Helen oh, Slater really in The Flash. Too. Wonder Woman in The Flash. Wonder Woman in Shazam! Fury of the Gods. George Reeves in The Flash. Really Adam West and Burt Ward in The Flash. Oh, shoot. George Clooney in The Flash. 
Nicolas Cage in The Flash, <laughs> and, and JFK name drop in Oppenheimer. Oh, that was really that. Yeah, that was really JFK weird. That was pretty wild. <laughs> but okay, that wild. but that wasn't bad. bad. Yeah. It was like, it, no. I would like say crazy. the God, two. There's so I could pick okay, any of the Flash. The two worst, in my opinion. I'm not counting like the the George Reeves and the Christopher Reeves because those are just like. I, those are like on another level of like morally of like that's morally like morally wrong. questionable. <laughs> like, every like there's morally questionable cameos. I'm talking about like just bad cameos. I think Wonder Woman and Shazam was extremely stupid and kind of ruined the yeah. movie for me. And then GI Joe because it was just was so, so insane. My favorite part of the GI Joe one is that they didn't have time to put any GI Joe stuff in it. Yeah, so it's just like they random the airplane warehouse store and there's, there's nothing, nothing there. In the it was awesome. They couldn't even have like. A guy in a Snake Eyes outfit walk on screen. Like, you don't even need the guy who plays Snake Eyes, because he doesn't, he's just wearing a mask. Just have him be in the room. Just have anyone. Just have a, take the, like, sound guy and put, put him, him in a Snake Eyes outfit. And put him on the screen for five seconds. It was literally an empty warehouse with, like, a plane in it. Like, not even a special plane. It was, like, a regular plane. It was, like, a Quinjet from, like, the uh, early Marvel movies. If it was just the card, because he hands in the G.I. Joe card. That would have been better than the warehouse. That would have been better than what they did, which was the big, dumb... Open and empty warehouse. Empty warehouse. <laughs> and then there was the second... I would have... If I was uh, that guy, right, and they hand me that card and they show me the big, empty room, I would have been like, are you, like, a shipping company? What do you do? Like, what is this? That one, I think, might be the worst, just because it makes the least sense. Like, all yeah. the other cameos, like, okay, Ahsoka, like, Anakin was important to the story of that show. That, like, made sense. Like, all the ones in The Flash, like, okay, it's like The Flash, so gross, multiverse, they whatever, okay. They were, like, AI generated. But there's so many of them, and they're basically all the same, so how do we say which one is worse? Like, they're basically all the same. I'm gonna pick the George Reeves one. I think that one is the most morally reprehensible. But, like, in terms of just flat-out worst like stupidest i gotta go gi joe like that's just so dumb if the movie has nothing to do with him he was at least superman and superman is in the same world as the flash gi joe is not related to transformers at all those are two totally two, separate things the two brands that this company yeah, no that would be like if barb like by that logic barbie has just as much right to have shown up in the yeah, transformers that'd be like movie. if the hungry hungry hippos showed up in the barbie movie yeah that would be extremely you'd be like what why, why? <laughs> even okay even in the barbie movie because it takes place in like toy like toilet barbie land or whatever mm -hmm. if you had another toy show up there i would have been like oh it's like a toy fantasy land another toy showed up okay this just like made and it wasn't in any of the rest of the movie if the movie was like had another G.I. Joe, like, character show up, and he was, like, doing something yeah, important. Yeah, the fact that they couldn't even get a G.I. Joe yeah, character it just there. happens. And then they, it's, it ends. Or, like, a name actor. You put, like, because there's, like, the boardroom guy telling him, right? Yeah. If you just put, like, a semi-famous actor there, and that's it, you'd be like, oh, he's playing one of the G.I. Joe. Yeah, that's he's playing cool. Thunderbolt Joe or whatever. It's the fact that they couldn't get anything. Anything or anyone from G.I. Joe. Yeah, it was say. just... I gotta go with I gotta go with the GI Joe. I'm gonna do yeah. You're gonna go GI Joe. I'm gonna go with the George Reeves just because it was gross and we don't even know if he has an estate. So there's a very real chance they did that without asking anyone. I think George and Reeves they just, and they just did it. I think George Reeves definitely wins because at least the with worst. like at least with like yeah. Christopher Reeve and like and like Adam West. They, they asked somebody. They have like living family, so someone probably got paid for yeah. it. Yeah, like George Reeves. You know, they just did that because they could. Yeah, and like. Again, like, I don't even, like, that's, to me, that's, like, on another, like, this is, like, a silly award. That was, like, <laughs> no, you actually screwed up for real. Like, that is an ethical violation. <laughs> like, that's not allowed.
All right, Max isn't here, but I guess Max we'll wants to go get something. I don't know where he went. All right, next category, which is best dad movie. Best dad movie. We got Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That's a pretty good dad movie. Oppenheimer, Sound of Freedom, John Wick Chapter Four, Air, Ferrari, Napoleon, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I think I gotta go Mission Impossible. I think so. I think you're right. Because Oppenheimer was good but it wasn't really a dad movie. movie here yeah but it has there's not enough hoorah things yeah dad movies gotta have some the dads could get bored and also i think you're part of this is like which one of these would you like most be okay watching with your dad and mission impossible is like so generally inoffensive and just kind of fun like okay to me like a, a dad movie's gotta have like like a badass scene like there's got to be Where something. An old guy does something. Cool. Yeah, there's got to be like, <laughs> oh, he's like, he's, he's doing. But like Oppenheimer didn't really have any, nothing, nothing like that really happened. No, like it was yeah. just a historical drama. Same with Napoleon. We're doing best dad movie. There was not really anything hoorah in Napoleon. Like it was not a hoorah. I didn't see Sound of Freedom, so I have no idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Top Gun was. I, I think it's got to go to Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah. Top Gun was the clear winner last year. Top Gun might be the greatest dad movie of all time. It probably is. No, but, but Oppenheimer think, didn't have enough hoorah. It also has nudity in it, and if you're watching that with your dad, yeah, you that can't might make take you uncomfortable. Dad to see that. That's a little weird. Yeah, so I think Mission Impossible. I think it's got to be a dad film because he jumps off the cliff in the motorcycle and yeah. he goes, else, "Oh my gosh, this is falling." The other ones were Oppenheimer, Sign of Freedom, John Wick, Air, Ferrari, Napoleon. John Wick is a really good dad movie John too. Wick. Good, but I think it's a little too long. Yeah, and it feels long. Dad's like, got stuff. It's to like do. around the same length, but it just it feels long. Dad, play. Dad's, plane is a plane is dad, too stupid. Dad, <laughs> too bad dad's no, like dad's got work to do. He's got a he's got to do yard work. Yeah. he doesn't have that much time. And I think you, Mission Impossible is long too, though. I feel like John Wick, or if your dad is a big Keanu Reeves fan, yeah, definitely John Wick. I think Air is also a pretty good dad movie. It's yeah, about but, a thing. It was about a thing that was around when your dad was a kid. It could be Creed. Well, I don't think it's Creed if Rocky was in it, I would say yes. Yeah. But Rocky wasn't it doesn't in it. Need, a key factor of dad's got to have some nostalgic connection. Yeah. It's got to have an old guy in it, and there's no. Old I think guys because in it. of that, I think because Mission Impossible has that nostalgic connection to old thing. Yeah. I think it's got to win. I think it's because John Wick is really cool, but it's not. It's it's new. It's like new yeah. gen. Ooh, That'll be a dad so movie in the future. You know, this one's got a lot of contenders. We have. I forget what is that. We have biggest surprise. All right, let's do biggest. So just to be clear, Mission Impossible Mission wins. Impossible clear dad. Film. The 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 golden nugget. Yeah, All golden right. nugget for dad film. Biggest surprise, we have the Super Mario Brothers movie, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Blue Beetle, Godzilla Minus One, Evil Dead Rise, Plane, Mithrigan, The Creator, Wonka, and Blackberry. Quite a few. Biggest, biggest surprise. surprise. So what was like actually really good and you didn't expect it to be? Yeah, I got to give it to Godzilla Minus One. Yeah, there's a, it kinda there's a lot of good ones on here. Op, I would say Oppenheimer <laughs> if it wasn't directed no, by Christopher Nolan. Oppenheimer. 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 It was so hyped up. It's like yeah. It, it would have yeah. It would have been a surprise if it wasn't as hyped up and if it wasn't Christopher Nolan. But because it was Christopher Nolan and he already has such a, such a with the exception production. of Tenet, basically yeah, perfect track record. A lot of good stuff on here. It was just no one saw it. Blackberry was really good. A lot of people saw it. Wonka was a pleasant Blackberry surprise. The creator was really good. Creator um, was really good, was but like. Good. That wasn't a surprise. I kind of expect. I was kind of yeah. expecting that yeah, one to be good. Could have gone either way. Evil Godzilla. Dead Rise. You guys didn't see that one, but that one was really fun. Like God Godzilla I mean, movies are usually yeah, yeah. 
Which, Godzilla wait, minus. I mean, D and D was really good. D and D was D and D should not have you been as good as it had no right to be that good. Yeah, I didn't even know that Godzilla minus one. That's true. I saw, I was like, yeah, see, like, that's the thing yeah, for me. I think it has to be Godzilla. Godzilla is so good. Because like, it came out of nowhere and it was so good. I mean, so again, the fact that that movie... I cared more about the characters in the movie than I did watching Godzilla blow And that's like, up. that has never happened before. That that shouldn't happen. Like, it's that's too it's it's too good. Yeah, it's it's it it's, should not have yeah. happened. It should not have been that good. And I think the creator also is... Like, D&D is extremely... Yeah, I don't think got, a creator has that much of an appeal outside of the theaters, because it's yeah. so... Like, D&D is very hit or miss, because there are really good stories in that universe, and there are really dumb stories in that universe. So, like, it could have really gone either way, so the fact that it was good wasn't crazy surprising, because, like, stuff like Critical Role is incredibly popular. I was pretty and incredibly, surprised like, pretty a movie based on a fake board game is really good. I also didn't, like, see that it was going to be... Marketing like, I saw was the trailer, I was like... The marketing wasn't great, but like it seemed really generic, and then it had a lot of personality, which I think was what the. That's true. I think I still got to give it to Godzilla, though. Yeah. All right. Best video game. Oh, okay. The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate Three, Marvel's Spider-Man Two, Mario Bros. Wonder, Alan Wake Two. Did any of us play that? Resident Evil Four Remake, Final Fantasy Fourteen, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We should only put it on the list if, like, at least one of us has played. The I game. think it would be fun of us if one of us picked a game that we didn't play. Like, though. why would we? I played two games this. Why year. would we put Alan Wake on the? None of us I'm have ever played Alan Wake because otherwise it'd be Wait, two things: again? Zelda, Baldur's Gate, Spider-Man, Mario, Alan Wake, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, Star Wars. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I've played Zelda and Spider-Man two. That was it. Okay, as the person who who you played Baldur's Gate three though, and you really I played Baldur's Gate three. I played Zelda. I played. I I started Mario Wonder. I haven't finished. I know it, we but both I'm about own half, it. I'm about. Like, I haven't played it at all. Yet. I'm like two worlds into the game. I got it for um, Christmas, and then I played all of Spider Man Two instead. <laughs> um. What else? Was the rest? Have I played anything else on the list? Uh, did you play? This, so. Did you play Star Wars? I haven't, but I plan to. I just haven't done it. Um. I, I gotta give it to Baldur's Gate. Like it's, it's hard to explain. How good the game this, this is. This episode's quickly turning into Sam fangirling about D and D. No, <laughs> no, you you don't you you don't get it. Like you don't get it. This game is insane. Okay. I I want to I want to just give you one example. All right. You meet this vampire guy and he he can join your team. The night he joins your team, he like asks if he can suck your blood because he's a vampire guy. If you let him do it for too long, your character dies. And the main character, like, role is passed on to, like, another person in your party. Now, that person has the power to revive you. You don't have to do it, but you can. If you revive your character and you talk to the vampire guy again, that actually happened. Like, they talk about that event occurring. It's not like in a video game where, like, that just kind of happened and none of the characters address it. They do, and that actually affects the chemistry of your See, party I mean, moving like forward. Red Dead 2, they're like, <laughs> they're, they're actually hammering into the ghost <laughs> no, but this is like this is something that actually affects the game. Like in, in in any other game that wouldn't affect the game. Yeah, but okay, that's cool and all. But are you a giant venom? Like are you actually giant venom? You do get to play crashing spoiler for Spider-Man 2, you do do, do get to play as venom. This for whole a bit. Building of like people. I was really that's surprised not, that's that not like that I was that's really not that cool though. Like that's cool but it's not It's not cool from an industry no, perspective. No, no. That's happened in other no, games before. Sam didn't play Spider-Man 2. But that has happened in other games before. This no, game has things in it that have never been done in gaming before. I'm gonna Sp pick Nothing Zelda. Spider-Man 2 is new. I'm going to pick Zelda. I played Spider-Man 2. 
Um, I didn't even like it as much as the first one. So which one? Spider-Man Spider Two. Spider-Man Two. Yeah. And Zelda was really, really good. Uh, I, I thought the first game was better than Spider-Man. My biggest problem with Spider-Man Two was that the combat. See, why are you riding so hard for Spider-Man? You didn't even finish the game. <laughs> it's one that the story's pretty predictable. There's what, and there's way more of the combat. But they took features out, so it's now like there's less you can do with it. That was honestly the most... And it's more repetitive. So the whole game... And there's no enemy variety. There's like five enemies in the game, and you just fight them over and over and that over That was again. the most boring part of Spider-Man 1 for me, is the combat kind of is boring. Okay. But in the first game, you had like 10 different types of gadgets, and you could run around, you could switch between them. Yeah, but you never remember to use you them. You had a bunch of... I've used them all the time. You could throw stuff around. You could spin. You had the focus bar. You could like do all the suit special abilities. They took all of that out of the new game. Yeah, That's all out of the game. So you have four gadgets for both characters, and you have each one has like specials. Peter has the venom stuff, and then Miles has bioelectricity, and that's it. So basically, every fight is you're mashing square, and then as soon as they're recharged, you mash whatever ability or, or yeah, gadget you have, and then they lame. just kill one guy and you move on they to the next guy. Really it almost perfected a Morales thing. Yeah. And then they, like... All right, I, what about Tears of the Kingdom? Did, did either of you actually I played Tears. I didn't, I didn't finish play. it. I didn't finish it all the I, I All I have left is the final boss because I wanted to do every single side quest. So I'm, I still have, like, I think two but side quests. it was quests the best left. game I played this year by far. So. Tears of, of the, the Kingdom... Tears year. of the Kingdom is an incredible game. It, it makes Breath of the Wild look like a demo for this game, which is insane... Because that was also one of the craziest, most innovative open world games ever made. Mm -hmm. And it, it dwarfs it. That said, it's not that different in terms of experience. The story plays out in basically the same way. The story is almost the same story. Wait, it's, the circumstances, specifics are slightly different, but it's basically the same. You do save Zelda. <laughs> and like the mechanics from a mechanic perspective like this the building and stuff that is all really 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 cool and it, it that that part of the game i would consider groundbreaking in some ways in terms of the physics okay. and the crafting and that kind of I stuff but it's i zelda Elden anyway i gotta give it Elden to i bought Elden ring over a year ago and i have yet to play it for oh years. now you can play it on the ps5 and it'll actually be I, good i downloaded it onto my ps5 because it comes with a free ps5 upgrade on the ps4 you, you gotta play it Elden ring actually, no, I, I might play it now Elden ring might be better than tears of the king Elden ring actually all right best video game adaptation okay we have the last of us the tv show the mario bros movie Gran Turismo, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's movie, Twisted Metal <laughs> TV show. I heard that that was actually Castlevania. Good, I'm not, I'm never Nocturne, watching it, which is the Netflix anime. Didn't you watch the first? I watched the original. The original was really good. Uh, and The Witcher season three. I don't know if I don't know whether to count that or not because that's technically based on a book. I watched The Witcher. See, I watched like the first two episodes and then I forgot to watch the rest. Um, it's Last of Us. But it's I, Last of Us. Last so easily, it's Last of Us. I had problems with the way The Last of Us ended, but that was about it. Not even, I, like, how it ended, just, like, the way that that final episode was. I felt it was, like, really anticlimactic the way they shot it. I mean, that's how the game goes. No, but, like, the whole ending thing where he's, like, going through the hospital, they, like, sucked all the volume out, and it was just, like, a low piano score. And they just, like, it was, like, a montage. I, I like, felt like that. Really and the episode was, like, 30 minutes long. Like, I felt like they should have really drawn it I out. like how kind of brutal that scene was, though. I thought that, the, I thought that was the problem, was that it wasn't brutal. I thought they just cut around all of it. No, nah, he kind of, like, murders a lot of dudes. I felt like, like they really dudes. needed to, like, 
like like the game. Just like put the camera behind him and just show him just like slowly drudging through the hospital. That would have been boring people. though. That would have gotten boring after like two seconds. I think they could have done it better. I have no idea what you're talking about. When? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Um, <laughs> I have no clue what you're referencing right MCU. now. Best MCU. Best of the MCU. Okay, so we're, we're giving it to Last of Us. You've got to say who wins. Yes, it's the Last okay. of Us. <laughs> Ant-Man 3, Guardians 3, Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, and What If Season 2. Mm -hmm. oh. It's between Loki and Guardians, really. I really, really liked Guardians. Sam, I haven't even watched What If Season 2 yet. Loki Season, or What If Season 2 was really stupid. You finished it, though, right? I finished it, and I'll talk about it in a minute, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up between Loki and I don't know what it is. It's Guardians Volume 3. But I just... Yeah, I know you You really like it, but I, I think you like it more than we do, so... Yeah. Um... Because it's Rocket's character arc versus Loki's character arc. And those are the two best character arcs in the entire MCU. Yeah, but you got to think about the other parts of Loki season. And there are parts of that that season that don't. But all the parts. Really. There's a lot of like super like Sylvie has nothing to do the whole season. Like, yeah, but also there. what's no, no, it? Adam that. Warlock also like could have yeah, just been cut out of the movie and no one would notice. Like no, she caused all the problems. Like, she kind of helps. She has interesting stuff going on. she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Everyone... I really like Loki. I, uh, I, think his character... I, I think I'm just... I am personally more interested in, like, high sci-fi, kind of, like, high concept like quantum whatever stuff like i find that oh, that's why you love ant-man and the last quantum maybe. well no also, <laughs> <laughs> no but like the best when it's done made. well obviously um okay, Sam, think about it though which of these had modok's butt i'm not even i forgot you <laughs> even said quantum mania like i'm not counting that's not a real movie um he's not gonna count it like okay rocket had a really okay rocket Every single scene with Rocket is perfect. The rest of that movie is not doesn't stand out very much to me. Like, remember when they go to the prison and there's like they fight the dudes in the big rubber suits? Yeah. I barely remember why why were they even doing that? Okay, but like what happened in Loki season two? So much stuff. What do you mean? What happened in like you remember the end, right? Yeah, the end was crazy. But what really happened for like the other parts of it? Do you want me to summarize the whole no, show? Okay, like, what saying, do you want me to do? I'm saying, other than okay, like the final two saying, episodes, there's not a lot about those first four that really stand out. I thought they were really good. I I think they do. I don't hate Loki. <laughs> I just like Guardians three more. Because because uh, mo the, and they introduced the mystery of like what's going on with his like time slipping thing. How does that work? Like we. Uh, the Renslayer. Uh, Renslayer. Yeah, they're trying to find her, like all out of whack. Yeah, like there, there's a lot of stuff going and on. He realizes that like was like actually like and still in control, like, even though they thought they killed him already. Um. Uh. Yeah. I think I gotta give it to Loki, partially because it's also the only really good Marvel show. And I think I, I think I gotta I think I gotta give it to 
to the sh- for being like the one good Marvel show. I'm gonna give it to Guardians three, but I, you two are giving it Loki. So yeah, I, I think Loki I think is. we gotta give it to Loki. Loki. Kind of like just like like Guardians was like surface level. Like like Rocket had a good character arc, but it was like it it, was it only affects the Guardians. It only affects Guardians. Yeah, affects I see Guardians. what you're saying. Okay. I think yeah that okay. All right. The final thing I want to say about Loki. Okay. For me, Loki kind of represents personally like the end of the MCU. Like if you view Loki as like a finale to the MCU, it works fairly well. And I think that it kind of rounds up a lot of stuff. Exactly. And I, I really like that. Whereas like Guardians is a phenomenal movie. It's a great ending to the Guardians story. But I think Loki, for me personally, like when I finished Loki, I was like, you know what? I think I think the MCU is is good now. I think we're I think what we you're can telling me is leave you it didn't to rest think here. That while watching the Marvels, no. I thought the, so, I thought the MCU was done, so but in a thing. different way. I no, I mean the story of the MCU, not like the business of the MCU. <laughs> this is real. He really did he this. Actually, and then this. I actually, made about as much sense without as it did. He also did that during the Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, we got to say the worst. Yeah, Marvels is obviously the worst. Oh, the Marvels is the well. I don't know. Is Marvels worse than Secret Invasion? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, One billion percent. One's a one's a lot shorter than the other. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I don't care. (laughs) No, the Marvels was actually it hurt. It like gave me an ulcer in my brain. It gave me a brain ulcer. (laughs) I, I thought it was really bad. I did not think it was that. Like, it, it didn't gave me, it gave me a brain that, like, ulcer. There are movies I physically like, it was, it, like repulsed watching Tucker, this year, Marvels and the Marvels was not one of them. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying uh, I did Marvels, not like for. It was not one of the movies that violently made me hurt. Marvel, like, like boiled me. Like it was nothing. <laughs> it was so bland, so disgusting. made my brain how garbage <laughs> all the character arcs how nothing all the powers are like how literally none of them have like okay secret invasion was boring and dumb but like the story was at least like it made sense like one event led to another in a way that made sense like i didn't question why characters were necessarily doing there were some really dumb moments and some really dumb reveals that i disagree with but the story like from plot point a to plot point b i understood the the connection between those two points the marvels is like all right okay so all right there's cats okay we're singing cats now okay everyone sings now okay okay um uh darbin's here okay we got another magic gauntlet even though it's supposed to be from another dimension but it's not now uh and now okay now now photons in another universe oh the beast is here okay sure um like it was just so much nonstop stupid remember when nick fury's like look at my egg guys look at these eggs look at i these found eggs i found this egg should we think about this let's all think about this egg right here remember my wife <laughs> remember my wife that i don't remember <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they, they drew a star. They had all those. We're done. Okay? <laughs> it and makes then, a lie. We're finished. Because, <laughs> because what? Name one character outside of the 
Darben, the villain. The oh, most that, memorable villain. Was that her name? That's her real name. And then oh, like... Beast was in it. Remember <laughs> <laughs> when Beast was in it? And then freaking retard. Oh, wow. Uh, Monica Rambo out. seals herself in another universe for no reason. Okay. We're at 119. Yes, well, he I has do to, have to cut it. that out. Uh, anyway. Um, Monica Rambo is. Instead of just sealing it from the other side. <laughs> we have a whole episode where we talk about the Marvels. <laughs> yeah, but he, he wasn't here, so yeah, now he's he getting to rant yeah. about it. Anyway. All right. Yeah. That, that, best, I think... This is the final time we'll be able to do this award. This is the best DCEU. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's done. The finale of the DC Extended it's, Universe. It's, it's DC movie over now. And we now. have four contenders. Shazam Fury of the Gods. Mm. The Flash. Mm. Blue Beetle. Mm. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Ooh. What a good year DC has had. Okay. Basically, where we're at is Shazam is, is here. Right? In the middle. I'm not saying in terms of like actual quality, yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah. in comparison to each other. Like the Blue Beetle is next to it. Blue Beetle is like slightly above it. Aquaman is about on the same level as Shazam. No, and then no, the it's not. and then the Flash is like way down here. <laughs> Blue Aquaman. Beetle, Blue Beetle, unironically sweeps and clears no. so easily. Here's how it is. Yeah, Blue it's Beetle not had even like close. Something. Your chart was wrong. Here's Shazam. Huh? It. Oh, okay. It's, there you go. Here's Shazam. <laughs> You didn't like, watch that one. I don't, I don't, I don't, can you explain the story to me? <laughs> it's on a, these are co-planer. It's on another plane. The Flash. Negative. Yeah, I would just, yeah, we would hear that. Stars. Um, negative ten. Yeah, out of these ones, like the one I would like most to like not be resistant to rewatching. It's Blue. Beetle. I like, would take. I would be willing to watch Blue Beetle again. I would Blue take Beetle a friend. Fun. I would take a friend to go see Blue Beetle, and we'd have a fun time. I wouldn't yeah, make anyone fun. watch the rest of these. We could not have fun watching any no. of those other movies. I would just have a headache, honestly. More than anything else, I think that's what I would end up. Remember with. in Aquaman, when like that movie happened? Yeah. Okay, we got to move on. <laughs> um, wait, best... no, wait. We got to say which one was the worst. Uh, it's the Flash. The Flash. Yeah, it's the Flash. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the Flash. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Flash. Flash. Um, okay. <laughs> This category is going to carry over as the years go on, but there's only one entry this year, so it's the default winner and loser. That's the best Spunk, the best Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters film. Oh, does Morbius win? Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is Wait, technically the only Spum movie. Out last year? Morbius came out last year, so it's technically the only Spum movie this year. Next year, there's, I believe, four contenders. So oh, wow. We'll have plenty to go on next year, but... Uh, no, none of them no. are Morbius too. Oh, We're no, Although Craven, no. way, Craven is basically. Why? By the way, El Muerto it was originally supposed to come out in, in twelve weeks. days. Yeah, it, its original release date was January twelfth. Yeah, unfortunately, El Muerto was not, not finished. Not finished. Uh, and it'll never exist. And nor will it ever be finished. But uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, sure, you win. Congratulations, you're also I mean, the worst a... one by default. All right, that was really good. Best Star War. Oh, there's more than the one. The Mandalorian Star Wars season thing? three. Oh, these are shows. Hold your mic closer. Nickelodeon. Ninja Turtles was really. Oh, I put that we'll on talk about it. It's another. Yeah. Best best Star Wars. Mandalorian season three. Bad Batch season two. Soka season one, and the Creator. We should not count the creators. I, just, as Star I put Wars. that in as a meme. Yes, I got it. But that does I not. Put, it's I not even. Put, I should put Rebel Moon in here. <laughs> Rebel Moon is Star Wars. Bad Batch season two did come out this year. I double checked because I forgot. Can anyone did. name a single thing that happened in Bad Batch season two? 
Tech dies. Did I watch? Oh yeah, tech dies. What else happened? I don't remember a single episode of the Bad uh, I remember Batch. The, I remember it being better than the first season. Yeah, but the first season only had two I episodes. I remember it being pretty strong. I remember it being fine. The first season of Bad Batch had two episodes and the rest didn't aren't real. And same with this season. It had two episodes and the rest aren't real. God, none of these are. I'm a, I might actually be the Bad Batch. Mandalore, okay, Mandalorian season three, what happened? It was not It was not good. Um, being perfectly honest with ourselves, at, at best it was fine. Can we recap, please? Yeah, no. I'm trying to. Um... If we go, if we, we can't do this every. Yeah, we're only an hour in. We have know, plenty still, of time. We have um, <laughs> I think. Wait, when did it? Andor? No, was Andor? Andor was last year. Yes. No, I double checked. Okay. Shoot, I that would have been the default Shoot. easy winner. Unfortunately, I gotta give it to Ahsoka. Ahsoka was pretty good. I really enjoyed Ahsoka. I know you don't like it because you don't like star wars when like star wars does star wars things <laughs> i kind of like it when star wars does star wars things i like to i didn't hate it i just thought it was my honestly my biggest problem with ahsoka was not it's like lore stuff it was like just like a basic like screenwriting and directing like i remember way ahsoka's way more memorable to me than bad batch was but i but also bad batch came out in like january and ahsoka came out like way more recently so that's probably a big no but like that I remember almost everything that happened in Ahsoka. I don't. I literally did not remember Bad Batch season two even came out. I don't think I watched any. I'm not entirely sure if I finished Bad Batch season two. Like I, to be honest, I can't remember. I know what you did because we talked about the ending. I know we out. did, but I can't remember what happened. Yeah, I think honestly, I, I, I might pick the Bad Batch. I gotta go Ahsoka. Ahsoka was just yeah, good. Go like Ahsoka was fun. Because like Ahsoka. And her and I'm so I'm so curious to see what they do. I am curious to see where he goes with and it. Thra dude, the Thrawn reveal. That was so cool. When he comes out no. and they're like, Thrawn, Thrawn, and they got that weird armor and they got like bandages on it. That was that was sick. Dude with the golden face. I don't know what his deal is. That Remember, was sick. Yeah, what did what was he why was see, he? See, I kinda like I when Star figure. like Star Wars does a thing where they where have they like, throw at a guy who's obviously they have meant to just be an one action figure. trooper who just looks cooler <laughs> than the other ones, and I like it. Like Boba Fett was just a trooper that looks cooler I than the other ones. I think you might just have a uh a love for reading wikipedia articles i haven't i haven't i don't read wikipedia i'm, I'm joking <laughs> i just that's obviously a thing that star wars is really like we'll make a weird looking guy so yeah be an and like figure and we'll just have some guy write what he is like a visual i'm still i'm still use. very curious what um like the villain's deal is like because we didn't really get to learn a whole lot about like what his mo actual motivation was oh um beardy yeah, I can't remember his name right now either. But I remember, his name. But I remember I, he was a very memorable, like, I remember his performance. Like, I don't remember his name because I don't really say it. I don't, I think they say it like once. Wait, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I knew this was going to end up happening. No, I swear. Where it's just going to no, turn, by the end of this, we're just going to be like, it's singing in the radio about this year. I got to give it, I got to give it to Ahsoka. <laughs> there were so many cool moments in Ahsoka. Ezra came back. That was fun. I don't. I don't even really like Ezra that much, but he's just been gone for so long. I'm like, all right, come on in, come on in, give me, give me a hug, buddy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was the Bad Batch. None of these were great. Andor is so much better than all of these. Yeah, okay, but that's not fair. I know. I'm just saying. Moset Benid. He's on our set. You can't see him. He's up there now. We got Moset Benid up there. He's in my apartment. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So, oh, what's the worst? God. <laughs> it's i mean there were only i three. guess it's the Mandalorian. i guess it's mandalorian but it wasn't bad. that bad i don't think yeah. any of them are bad i just think like they're mostly they're like all mid yeah it's like best of the mid oh, I didn't think I... 
And when Anakin shows up, damn. I think Mandalorian was was probably. Yeah, it was. I it wasn't that yeah, bad. It was just not I, again, very It wasn't bad. It just it did not. It did not meet the I hype. I feel like the show should have gone in another direction. I yeah, I agree. And it feels like they were just kind of. It was the well, they did the war for Mandalore stuff and. Um, they were spinning their wheels in killing time. Bo-Katan was the main character for the whole season. Yep. Yeah. And there's a big hanger. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Best horror. I was going through these. You guys actually saw most of them. Oh, okay. Cocaine Bear, The Last That's Voyage horror? of the Demeter. How is that I would horror? consider that a, well, at least like somewhat. It's a horror really, comedy. Maybe. Bo is Afraid, Godzilla Minus One, Evil Dead Rise, Talk to Me, The Exorcist Believer, Thanksgiving, Renfield, Mithrigan, Knock at the Cabin, Scream 6. I'm going to say... It's Godzilla, okay, easily. Godzilla, like, what do you mean? Okay, but if we're... I put it in there. It's... There's it's some got horror. a lot of horror it's, elements it's in it. Okay. Very no, hang on. It's about a big monster that shows up and a bunch of people are. Scared. I would argue. I would argue <laughs> it's more closer to like cosmic horror, where like because the the horror aspect of cosmic horror is that there is an entity that is so powerful and so undefeatable that like you can barely even comprehend how mm. to like think about it, much less defeat it. Like, I think Godzilla kind of falls into that category. For actual horror movie. That was the best. The best one. It's nothing. I just read them all out I'm to saying, you. I think Godzilla, Megan was better okay, than. Cocaine Bear. Voyage of the Demeter, which was the Dracula boat. That movie. sucks. That was that movie was. So I was afraid, which you guys didn't see. I didn't see that. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Talk to me. Exorcist. Believer. Thanksgiving. Renfield. Mithrigan. Knock hey, cabins. I didn't see a lot of those. Eliminate Godzilla. I think Godzilla fits into the horror category more than a lot of like what what other would it be? Well, then pick that one. That's yeah, fine. Got it. I, it's Godzilla. If it's if it's in the same, I'm gonna say Godzilla, Godzilla wins. You guys didn't see it, but Talk to Me was really really good. I heard it was really good, but I haven't seen it. It's a little. It's an Australian movie. It's really, if I saw it, I'd probably say that. No, I like seen it. that one actually made me like have to look away from the screen. Oh wait, is that the one so where I like, think it's that one? Is that the one where it's just so awkward that it's like hard to watch? No, I don't know. What I think I heard someone it's like about some it. kids that have a magic. They find like a evil, spooky hand, and they it possesses them. It's really good. You should watch it. I have not seen. It's got a, got a really, really, really. Was oh, that the one with the scene. eyeball? The eyeball scene you, this, you yeah, said was scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a spoilers at oh, one point. One? At one point, a kid gets possessed and just violently bashes his head on like a countertop, and his face gets like is all jacked up. Oh, that's like, gross. No, that's Halloween. <laughs> anyway. Oh, which one's the worst one, by the way? It's The Exorcist Believer. Moving oh, yeah. on. It's not even close. Exorcist Believer was one of the worst Best ever animated seen. feature. Evil Dead Rise was good, too. If I had to pick, like, a second, I think it would be. Best animated feature. A lot of uh, solid contenders. There is so much. I have not seen <laughs> they, Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> they would have died in seconds. They, wait. <laughs> Was it like gallons anime blood where like they, oh, they hit a wall and they, they just cover splat. like several floors of a building? Okay, in blood. you haven't seen anime no, no, though. No, Sam, I've seen anime blood. No, the entire apartment is like a pool. Yeah, <laughs> the whole building like, is covered whole, in blood. Yeah, the whole building is just covered in blood. There's like chainsaw man amounts of blood. More than chainsaw More than man? He well, bleeds everywhere every time he activates his chainsaws. That one's like. I, know, this one's no. just I really like Evil Dead Rise. That was a good. Evil Dead Rise was one of the most fun theater experiences I had this year. Seeing that in a theater was really cool. I that title card, dude. 
That was that was pretty sick. I haven't seen. I don't know what that means. Yeah, they shove a guy in a witch. All right, what's go? What's next? Animated feature: Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Mutant Mayhem. The Super Mario Bros. movie, The Boy and the Heron, Disney's Wish, Nimona, mm. which is a Netflix movie, Leo, another Netflix movie, Elemental, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, Migration. It did not come out. That's not Leo. Oh, I put Leo on here twice. Chicken Run, Dawn of the That's... Nugget, and Suzume. Did you see that one? I did see Suzume. I thought you would. I In terms of Makoto Shinkai films, it was like, okay. It wasn't my favorite. It was it was okay, but it was like, okay. it wasn't as good as those other ones. Hot take. I did not love Across the Spider-Verse. In fact, I might I might look crazy in pool and put Ninja Turtles as my. Honestly, I I I'd be okay with that. that yeah, because uh, Spider Verse wasn't a whole movie. Yeah, it's not a whole movie. That's yeah, that's that was my. Main so that's movie. yeah, I I agree with that. And Ninja Turtles was so good. Ninja Turtles was a lot of. It fun. was so good. Like we kind of forget how good that movie was. Yeah, I really like Boy and the Heron too. Like the more I've thought about it, the more I really. I thought like it was it. all right. Are you trying uh, to call Patrick? Yeah, he right was. Now? He was going to. Like okay, because like I thought about it on the way home, and I was like, if you look at the movie as like a from like from uh, Miyazaki, like the movie is very much the story of like him passing on like his legacy to his kid and his kid, yeah, but his kid also doesn't really want to do what he does. That's like part of the movie. That's part of his life. Yeah, I. I it was good. I thought, yeah, a lot of these were really impressive, just animation ones. But uh, Spider Verse, Ninja Turtles, Mario. I think Wish, I was more real Elemental yeah. Migration, Zume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna pick Ninja Turtles. I think we gotta give it Ninja to Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Was, I saw it in. I was at Walmart earlier, and I saw they had it on Blu-ray, and it was on like 15 bucks. I was really. I think we got to give it to Ninja Turtles, but whenever Spider-Verse Part 2 comes out, I think that'll sweep. Okay, that's what I need. I need to see if, like, the first half goes in Yeah, I need to see... Because there's I, a lot going on I need to see the build-up. And it doesn't all, like... Yeah, remember connect. remember when uh, Miguel is a vampire? Remember when he has a cape? And then they never, okay. ever mention okay. the fact that he's a vampire again? Here's the thing. He tries to suck a dude's blood. That one time. One time. And it never time. comes up again. I think it probably has, like, a whole movie. I think Spider-Verse... Yeah, I agree. I think I'm gonna go with. Yeah, Ninja I think Turtles. we all. I think we agree. I think it's got to be it Ninja Turtles. It was, it was nice. Story. Also, that ad is really funny when it would just show up on screen and it was yeah, silent. it would just hold in the theater and it was just like a a PNG yeah. of like an ad. For I also like the Cinemark thing. little like setup they had in the building and it was just like yeah, a, that was cute. That was it fun. was a room with a punching bag in it. <laughs> yeah, but they had those big uh, they had those big plastic like um key whatever those are. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. were sick. Those that was a fun thing. All right, best action movie, not a no comic book stuff, just straight. Not action. comic book, just action movie. We have John Wick Chapter Four, Plane, The Killer. Is on the list for real. I put it on here. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, The Creator, Fast X, Dungeons & Dragons, Equalizer 3, Indiana Jones 5, Expendables 4, and Ghosted. They have. Okay, if it's you best it action... Golden Girl? Hey, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I think if we're talking pure action, it's got to be John Wick. No one does action like John Wick. Yeah, I mean, if you want the most action, it's definitely John Wick. Like in terms of tight, in if it. you want tight choreography, cool fights. I mean, yeah, like it's John Wick. It's not nothing touches John. However, Wick. However, what about Fast X though? Oh, totally killed. I did watch that. 
I didn't I didn't put it on there. <laughs> uh what's uh yeah, no like Mission Impossible is really cool, but so the action is not as tight. The action is not as tight as John Wick. Oh no, it was playing. The killer is really good too. I didn't what is the killer? I didn't That was David Fincher's movie, it's on Netflix. No, I didn't I'm see that. Lo actually locking in. The the killer is actually really That's funny. Really dumb. Are you actually saying plain? What are you talking about? It was about? so funny. But it's it was not. A, not. We're, we're ranking. It was action. just like okay. It's action. Like <laughs> if we're ranking the action category based on the best action, best quality action, it's, it's John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's not gonna get it's it. It's not even close. Did you but not? Oh, he didn't. Ones. Yeah, he's right. Our dad saw it, but Max didn't. If you've seen it, I mean, they're basically all the same, but they're untouchable. Like the action no, is John nuts. I think like visually took it to another. I mean, yeah, it whole, was like, crazy. There was that whole Hotline Miami. Dude, the club. Yeah, the part where it's like top down and he's shooting the fire yeah. shotgun. That was nuts. Yeah. Okay, I think this is the best. This is one of my first favorite categories. We have best CEO. Best CEO. Best CEO of a major brand. We, I didn't know we were doing this. David Zaslav from Warner Brothers, Brothers Discovery. Guy. Bob Iger for Disney. Disney. Ted Sarandos for Netflix. And Elongated Muskrat for Twitter. Oh wait, are we rank what are, best or worst? Who's the best what? <laughs> like is a person like business decisions? Worst? Who's the best at well, being Elon worst? easily, but like what is he better than David Zaslav? He makes that? way more confusing decisions than David Zaslav does. He's the, the head of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. He writes off DC movies for taxes. He writes That's... off all of his movies for taxes. Yeah. And says really dumb DC things DC. all the time. And he makes DCEU. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, but Elon Elon Musk did Twitter, and that's freaking that was weird. Okay, yeah, but in terms of like impact also, on global, in terms of like, okay, we had to think about it two ways: like, who's the weirdest guy in public, and who's like making genuinely bad business decisions, and how is he still employed? Because I think that's David Zaslav. Probably, yeah. How does this man have a job? Yeah, because no no one can fire. Warner Brothers is losing billions constantly. <laughs> He keeps saying complete contradictory things. He's a weirdo. He does weird things all the time. Yeah, David Zaslav is definitely like like Elon Musk. Elon Musk says real dumb things like a lot. Yeah, Musk, but, but like his businesses like, are like semi-successful. I mean, Tesla's. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. In yeah. Twitter, he was just like kind of. Tesla's stock is really successful as a car company. They are actually like not very good. Like they don't actually sell very many cars, but not like any more than like I think basically it's, the same I think it's most because cars. of the strikes and because of writing movies off for taxes. And yeah, it's got to be David that he's just stripping the company and selling it to Paramount. Yeah, I, this was I think it's David Zisla. No, it's like it's best as in like it's joke. Like, cause there is no who's the best CEO? Like, actually, <laughs> they're a good one. Well, it would just be whichever one just the makes the most CEO money. The best CEO is the one that wouldn't be in the, no, that the, no one would talk about. The best CEO is just whichever one makes the most money. Yeah. Which is Bob Iger. Yeah, so Bob Iger wins. Yeah. But, but like, David Zaslav's well, the funniest. Wait guy. a minute. No, wait. Wait, does David Zaslav also make the most money because of Barbie this year? No. Bob Iger just got like a massive pay rate. No, no, no. I don't mean gets paid the most. I mean makes his company like the most. Like his company money. made yeah. the most? Well, Disney made all that money from those theme parks. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it's David Zaslav. Yeah, movie. he was Here. definitely the, the. He made right. the most dumb decisions. Best sequel. He chose to release the Flash. He saw the Flash and was like, "I did yes, see the Flash." Send this out. Best sequel: Guardians of the Galaxy Three, Spider Verse Two, Indiana Jones Five, Mission Impossible Seven, Creed Three, Shazam Two, Aquaman Two, Fast and Furious Ten, Captain Marvel Two, John Wick Four. What a Gu year! Guardians easy. 
yeah. Guardians kind of clears. Yeah, best a like straight yeah. up sequel. Yeah. Because it said that TV was a show. TV show. Just movies. We can't do every season two of yeah. every TV show. That'd be okay. that'd be that ridiculous. Doesn't... Yeah, it's Guardians. It's easily Guardians. Uh, what about Creed three? I forgot that everything movie, that happens but, in Creed uh, three. And now it has a sex criminal in it. Remember in Creed three when criminal. those two Regular guys criminal. box. Remember yes. when it turns into anime? What's the worst sequel? Uh, read the list again. Guardians 3, Spider-Verse 2, Indiana Jones 5, Mission Impossible 7, Creed 3, Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, Fast and Furious 10, Captain Marvel 2, John Wick 4. Yeah, it's gotta be the Marvels. What about Fast and Furious, though? Okay, but Fast and Furious is, like, just as dumb as the we had last pretty, We had a lot of, we had a pretty good time watching I, it. I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, it, like, step down from the first one. It's gotta be the Marvels. Because the first Captain Marvel, I did not have a lot of fun. No but as a Marvel movie, it was very average. You know, Did we have more fun one. watching Mission Impossible? Oh, crazy. you're so right. Yeah. yeah. I would watch twice. That ending just, just ruins bad. the movie for me. It, like, it was honestly, just, the movie wasn't even that bad until the end. It was like a rough draft for the... Like, it felt like... It yeah. Not... And they also didn't follow up on any of the stuff that they set up. Mm. There was no. All right. Best reboot: Evil Dead Rise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Wait, that, oh Rise, yeah, Haunted Mansion, Exorcist Believer. I got it. it it's got to be D and D. Oh yeah, I'm saying that. No, because you don't understand how bad the first D and D movie was. No, it's wait, incomprehensibly. Wait, 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 wait. bad. My category for reboot is if it had a previous version. Wait, wait. wait and they did it again. Are we saying the biggest step up? Yeah, biggest step up. Just. Because Ninja best. Turtles has been good before. But, well, hold on, though. Okay. The which, of these, which of these was best at rebooting their property? Got it. But TMNT because, has always been popular. No, but, yeah. But, but, this, but, the this really but like, most of the movies they've done, I would say pretty much all of the movies they've done are really bad. And this yeah, is like that's really true. <laughs> like, Dungeons and Dragons, if you ask most of Yeah, no, they would think... Like, yeah, because it's but also, like, insane But also, terrible. D&D was, like, not... Like, this new one was not very popular. Like, it didn't do That's a very true. good job, like, reigniting. But, I, again, I don't think we're rating based on popularity. We're rating I'm based on I'm saying which good. one did the best job at, like, bringing this IP oh, well, back. But Ninja Turtles never really went away. That's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't really bring it back because it didn't really go away. It went away from theaters because the last two didn't Yeah, theaters, well. but, like, the really, toys been, in the show has always been it's popular. Been a, it's been a while since the last movie, too. But, again, I'm talking about just the brand in general. Like, this... Ninja Turtles has never been popular because of the movies. It's yeah, always been popular because of the shows. Okay, but what brought D&D back? Was it the D&D movie or was it Stranger Things? Which one was the real D&D uh, I mean, movie? really, it was Critical here. Role, but And yeah. also, how many people that went to already know? That's true. That's true, but... You, I, mean, I don't think there was pretty much like anyone who saw D&D who wasn't already a D&D. a lot of kids, like, it was a kid movie. But we're Most not big Ninja Turtles guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, and, and a lot of the kids who prob probably weren't watching really it before. It. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give it. I'll, I think Ninja Turtles is the best. I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention how bad the first. All right, what's really. the worst reboot? It's Exorcist. Moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best prequel: Wonka or the Hunger Games prequel that we didn't watch? Um, Wonka. Yes, it's Wonka. <laughs> but Wonka is a really bad prequel. It is. It doesn't work. It doesn't a, line up at all. It's a super fun movie. It's a. I would say it's a great okay. movie. I say, but we, it's not a good prequel. I say we give Hunger this award Games. to a movie we haven't seen. Hunger Games. No, because I'm saying, saying Hunger Games. That's true. Yeah, I would Timothy say Chalamet hotter than Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. 
Timothy Chalamet. I'm not a part of that community. So I'm yeah, I'm saying Hunger Games. All right, I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> we're sure, Hunger Games. Like, why would we do that? They're hungry for something. Yeah, they're hungry for chocolate. That's true. <laughs> All right, best movie Patrick probably saw. Okay, well, we know what he's <laughs> seen, so we'll just say what the best fast one is since X he's not answering. Fast X Maestro Guardians Three Spider Verse. Uh, probably, uh, probably Guardians Three. You told me he liked Guardians Three the best. Yeah. So. Okay. Guardians cool. 3. Guardians Three. Okay. Good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a Guardians Three or Maestro. I mean, none of us have seen Maestro. Yeah. It's the Leonard Bernstein biopic. He doesn't know who. I don't know. He's who a famous Leonard composer is. from the. Okay, well, that makes sense. Why Patrick, years ago, that makes sense. Why Patrick would like best. Okay, this is our final award. It's our final category before final, we get into our personal picks. Yes, our final category: best comic book movie. Oh, wait. Okay, best comic book movie. We got Guardians Three, Spider Verse Two, Ant Man Three, The Flash, Aquaman Two, Blue Beetle, The Marvels. Yeah, it's got to be Guardians. Is it Guardians or is it Spider Verse? It's Guardians 3. Because Spider Verse was really awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Is Ninja Turtles a comic book movie? Oh, I should have put that in here. Yeah, I guess it's in here. Yeah, I still got to say Guardians. I got to say Guardians. Guardians is complete. Guardians. Okay. All right. Now let's do. We each prepared. All right. We each got a list. Top five best and worst of the year. Um. Just to be clear, before we go, I thought I'd list all of the movies we didn't watch that everyone says are really good. Okay? <laughs> Honorable mentions Honorable because we mentions haven't seen to them. things we haven't seen. All right, it's a long list. Uh, these we have not seen either because we haven't had a chance to, or they're just straight up not playing in our area. Four things: Anatomy of a Fall, Past Lives, Rye Lane, Saltburn, Priscilla, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, Fair Play, What Thousand and One, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, You Hurt My Feelings, Bottoms, The Zone of Interest, American Fiction, Maestro, Origin, Rustin, The Color Purple, Ferrari, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, All of Us Strangers, Dream Scenario, and Flora Inside. All right, we didn't see any of those. Dream Scenario is already out. It's been out for like two months. Oh. No. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I thought we wanted to see no, that. We saw a trailer. We did. We uh, I think we talked about it, but we never. Oh. We saw a trailer, um, like literally. We just go to the movie. Yeah, I blended it together. No, I think the last time we saw the trailer was before um, Holdovers. Yeah, and that was like two. All right, uh, anyway. Anyway, Sam uh, or Max, who you guys want to... I'll go first. Max, go first. You want to do your worst first or your best first? I think we should do our worst first. Yeah. Okay, so... Start from the bottom. The five... oh, you know what? Let's just do all of our numbers one at a time. So you say we're number five, and we'll just go... No, that's going to take forever. No, then we'll all do it. Yeah, wait. Yeah, I'll no, because that way we'll build. That way we'll build. That up. way, if we have yeah. repeats, we can discuss it together. All right, number five. What's Max's number five? Sam described the plot to me. That I can. That it was. Okay, say what was your number five? Uh, my number five was Transformers. Uh, whatever really? of the beasts. That, really that, that low. low. I okay. I think it's We're been major wait, worst on. of the. Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! I think it's been a little bit of time. It's been too long since we've seen this movie. I don't think you guys remember how unabashedly terrible this movie it was. It's not that bad. Bumblebee dies. It really wasn't. Bumblebee <laughs> dies at the beginning. I know. I Even though it's a sequel to his movie. Yep. And then magically gets revived because he was sitting on a magic couch. <laughs> Do you remember the magic couch? There was a, there was a, a, a rock that builds an evil tower that summons Transformer Devil. And he was controlling a guy who had dark energy that made him invincible. They say it just makes him invincible. How? I don't know. <laughs> so 
much of that movie. Remember when the guy gets an Iron Man suit? Remember that part? Yeah. That was really dumb. It was not that I mean, bad, it though. It was, like, fine. That's why it's, it that's why it's at number five, because this movie was okay. really, really dumb. But, but you've got to compare it to the bad. other Transformers movies. The other Which Transformers is, movies are... It's the best of those ones, though. No, not it's not. Not counting Bumblebee. No, it's not the best of those. I do think... Let's just all right, Max, which you... Oh, oh, for my number five, I put a movie you guys didn't watch. Uh, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I have no idea. Um, All right, cool. <laughs> no, it's just... Uh, it's a Zack Snyder it's movie. It's so boring and repetitive and just not interesting, and there's no good world building, which seems like the whole point of it. Because they tried to steal the and Star Wars world. obviously just doing this so that he can release his real cut in two months that's like four hours long. Yeah, no, just not an enjoyable time, a complete waste of of money and time and investment. Okay, great. What's uh, what's your Max, number what's four? What's your Max? number four? No, some I didn't okay. hate this movie that much, but it, it there was no content. There was absolutely all red. Uh, my number four is the Exorcist Believer. Okay, that movie. I. We've talked at length about yeah, Exorcist I believe Believer. our episode, I think when we talked about it, we'd be literally talking about it for about an hour. It's so bad. I, it's hard for me to like explain all the reasons I'll why I'll give it's you so a hint. Bad. It's on my list. <laughs> it's real bad. All right, Tucker, you go ahead and do your... My number four is The Flash. Really? That's pretty yeah. low. I saw some bad crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Flash, um, the Flash I thought was gross to look at. A complete embarrassment for everyone involved. And like morally reprehensible. Yeah. Like I agree. it did actual immoral things. Oh, and I mean, not even to mention the movie's doing it bad things, but also Ezra Miller's in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna, yeah. We, Max's list has two movies with, with stars who have committed actual crimes. Alrighty, Max, but, um, no, go ahead and. Uh, like The oh. Flash, like just. The worst part, I think the worst part, or like a part that's factor into like a really terrible movie, is that it has something good in it that this dropped to do something like. Completely yeah, I'll horrible. talk about the Flash more because it's it's on my list. Okay, well. Max, what was your number three? Got little. Okay, I don't. That's a little ridiculous. No, hold on. This I guess you <laughs> didn't even watch it. No, he no, did. He did. You were on your phone. Because of how painfully boring this. Movie. It. Okay. okay, to be fair, Aquafina no. does sing a song. How? Okay. And they butchered. We got to think about really, it this way. It's also because how easy. Yeah, they just made it worse for but no reason. Oh, Ursula. I'm going to applaud them for. I feel like we have to partially factor in each of our individual Little Mermaid opinions on the fact that we saw it during the summer in Texas and the AC. Yeah, was and the AC in the theater was broken. Yeah, that was a bad experience. All right. And we saw it at like 10:45 at night. So we were all very tired. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Alrighty, my number three. No one's surprise, I'm sure, is the Marvels. 
Okay. This movie. I'm surprised it's oh not higher. God. This movie is so <laughs> bad. Oh my god. Holy crap. Oh my goodness. This is the worst Marvel movie. But it's not even. Fun it's fact. Not even remotely it's not even on my list. Sort of close. I don't even like. Where do I start? Where do I start? From the beginning, there are like very textbook continuity errors with like what characters are like wearing. Like that's. Yeah, just editing mistakes. Embarrassing. Like, this is a Marvel movie. Like, from a technical perspective, even if the story sucks, it should be clean. And it's, like, there are just problems. Nick Fury, his character, completely destroyed. And he, he needed a character recovery. Because his character was already pretty jacked up from Secret Invasion. He needed, like, a, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's make him a little cooler now. He was kind of stupid. But now let's get him up. Move him up a bit. No, he got even dumber. I guess he has dementia. He's, like, just completely lobotomized. It's just like, oh, Darben. Darben. Need I say more? Probably, because no one remembers who she is. Yeah, again, if you hadn't said it later, I wouldn't know who that is, who you're talking about right now. Just, there's so much of this movie. With, it, it, it represents the death of Marvel. Like, if Loki, Loki to me represented the end of Marvel story-wise, this represents to me the death of like Marvel business-wise. Like, it's reanimated corpse, like, yeah. around. Alrighty, go ahead. What's your okay, number Okay, my number three was The Exorcist Believer. So, I think that movie was... Just an embarrassing follow-up, a terrible, god-awful screenplay, a terrible choice to direct it. I thought it was, it was, it was about nothing. It, the theme of the movie is the dumbest thing. It's just like this boneless, spineless, just like shell of a concept. Exorcist, Exorcist Believer. Believer. Just a massive, a massive <coughs> waste of talent and time and like the ultimate corporate the ultimate corporate decision of this movie that is intrinsically about religion and faith. De-religifying de the religion movie. All of that out to make it just like this vague, like secular movie about getting together with your neighbors and screaming. It's at like a if a Catholic child. priest gave a sermon about how unnecessary the church is. Yeah. It's just like, okay, then and why the, are you here? Like, dude? And they could have very, like they could have, they literally could have just made a movie about that. They could have made a movie about like faith and religion. And like it's negatives and positives. Like that would have been something. It's the fact that they, they just say choose, nothing. They choose nothing. And so it's just, it's a big, there's no substance to it. And it acts, and the whole movie acts like it's saying something and it's saying absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's, and I hate, and just that, that original is so good. And it's just, it's so well made. It and has acted. the belief structure of like, some middle aged, like, white dude who went to like India and like, became spiritual yeah. and then came back like it has nothing to say it's a nothing movie. like i you're gonna make an exorcist movie which is about catholic priests doing an exorcism on a demon and none of the people you're gonna hire yeah yeah there's a demon and they run on it like an like a like you're gonna like pick you're treadmill. gonna do that and you're gonna pick you're gonna pick a team of four atheists to do your movie about religion like what are you even and it's so that's obvious. Like doing, uh, it's like so obvious that the people making it don't know anything about religion, and and they think they're so smart for like tackling all these different ones, but they know nothing about any of them. It's just, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you did. Oh my gosh! That... <laughs> <laughs> He's modifying his all list right, in Max, real time. Well, Actually, what's uh, your number two? We'll just keep it with the same. Yeah. Me and Sam both um, have it. <laughs> um, my number two 
Okay. Now this movie, yeah. I don't like this movie. Okay. Number one, it's not number one. It's but I think the reason. It might be the most overhyped movie of all time. Because this was like Oppenheimer, but like Oppenheimer. Yeah, but Oppenheimer hype was like people. The Flash hype was like people Corporate. being paid by yeah. Warner Brothers to say it's good. I don't know if you could call that hype. I reason, think that's just marketing. Reason number two, because I, now I haven't seen, but I you know, I know that if I did, I would. A trigger warning. I might seriously. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd be so bored, disgusted. I would probably so gross to look at. I remember. We went into the theater to see that, right? Mm -hmm. And the opening scene is like him at the coffee place or whatever, and we're like, all right, whatever. And then as soon as he starts running, it like Dude, turns no, into Looney Tunes. The Tunes. whole, like everyone in the theater collectively was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Just running no, the, physically the energy of the theater completely changed everyone, after that everyone scene. Everyone went like, oh. Oh, God. we were we were all like, oh no, this is the kind. Except of for that wrong. one guy. There was one, one of guy. The worst theater experiences. Dude, that guy was here. crazy. There was one guy in front of us. This ex absolute crackhead. He was paid was, by Warner Brothers. He was knee slapping every time there was a joke. That guy was a plant. <laughs> that guy, that guy was, was paid plant. by Warner Brothers. He jumped over the thing. No, no, no. There was a guy right. Was that? Yeah, yeah. There was that guy too who was yeah. big and fat and smelled. Yeah, there was, there was also guy. the guy who jumped jumped over the rail over the theater <laughs> theater like rail. Oh, okay, FNAF wasn't that bad. It was really uh, it dumb. It almost made my list. No, actually, it was like maybe two that, down. No, oh, there was that weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. She went to a movie by herself and purposely bought tickets next to a group of people. There was like ten seats next too. And it was an almost empty theater. Yeah, it was like, like she, like she one of their chose to people. sit next to strangers and she was completely alone. The Clash. Like, yeah. that's. She might have been an actor. No, she was. <laughs> I think she just wanted to, like, talk to people, but, like, she was just kind of awkward. Also, but it was, like, at 10 30 at night showing. If I'm going to the movies well, at 10 30 p.m., well, that's when the FNAF fans are I'm active. Not, that's true. She was not the only weirdo in that theater. Yeah. yeah. No, everyone in that theater was. Okay, um, so we're on number two. Yeah. All right, my number two is. Oh, yeah, you. No, we didn't. We no, Sam did his three. You did two. You did two. You did the flash. Now it's my turn. Oh, do two. Yeah. <laughs> so my number two, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Wow. Because okay. Yeah. I I did not hate that movie as much. This as you movie did, is the last word in the DCEU. And this, I can't believe this, both, this made your worst of the year. This list movie the year. was so stupid. Like, it's like he Naruto runs. Okay. He did a Naruto run. He ate bugs. He, the, remember the villain? Remember when his evil plan is to do climate change, but not that much climate change. I think it's covered up by the... No, you can see. It's on camera. You can see it in real D3D. It's like lame. Look at that poster. Look how lame that poster is. I also can't... Is he, is he laying... Who knows? Horizontally next to the ocean surface? 
Remember when the baby? He's obviously underwater, but he's remember, in like a shallow remember part when? Of the ocean. Remember when Amber heard waterbends pee into Aquaman's face? I do remember that. I think for that, I, I remember, think for that, we saw this movie a week and a half ago. That scene alone puts it on number two. No other movie's doing that. What kind of insane person thinks even thinks to do that in a movie? Someone thought of that before it like was in the movie. Like I would never even think to think that. How would you think that? Mm -hmm. Why would you think that? Someone thought of that, and then they made a scene where that happens, and then no one, no one cut it out. They left it in. That that scene is still okay, in the movie. Okay, moving on. My number two, <laughs> my number two worst movie of the year was a movie called Ghosted, that came out in I believe April on Apple TV Plus. Oh, I remember it has Chris about this. Evans and Anna de Armas. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's it it doesn't feel real. It's it's a rom com action movie with two leads that have zero chemistry. Like you want to talk about a movie that feels like it was written by ChatGPT. This is a movie that was almost hundred percent written by ChatGPT. It is it's also directed by ChatGPT. It's the most boring looking thing you've ever seen. Every shot, it's 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 it's, it's this like perfectly square aspect ratio, and these these plain looking actors with just like these dull wigs. And this bland dialogue just spewing nonsense at each other. And all the framing is like flat comedy shots. And it's all like over blasted with white lighting. And it's just gray. So it's like if, it's like if Hayden Christensen's it's, brain was a movie. I almost... It was actually painful to watch. To get through. It was baffling how bad it was. Like it was just this lifeless... It was this lifeless piece of trash. That feels like a movie that would be made within another movie. It's like a movie that'd be on the background. Like, yeah. It, like yeah. it feels like a, it feels like it, if you were to make a rom-com, right. About two movie stars, like this would be the movie they're making within the movie. Yeah. It's a fake but like movie. somehow this is real. It doesn't make any sense. It's so trash. Never look at it in your life. I wasn't planning. I didn't, I forgot <laughs> it even came out. Max, what is your number Max, one? What is with your number one worst movie, worst movie of the one, year? Just... Okay, I hit. <laughs> I don't have to say. <laughs> Can you step down? And there's no more. <laughs> <laughs> and he answered my question. They said. We will this, excavate the floor <laughs> and put you in the like grave. Empty, empty. <laughs> this was the throne. Yeah, this was, this was it's like it's like if they ate Captain Marvel. It's like, like if Guardians of the Galaxy had diarrhea, and this is this yeah. Is makes me honestly a little bit angry that someone can see all of these ideas. <laughs> it's just like movie. But I feel like I'm not done. We're not done. Oh my god. We're going another round. This is gonna be an hour of the flash. Flash. <laughs> oh my god. Has any movie in the history of film ever gone through this much stupid? Has it been Wait. filtered? Okay, like okay. When did the production for this? Like in the eighties. <laughs> like, let's say let, let me give an example. Let's say, what's another bad DC movie? Aquaman 2. If 
if stupid is a coffee filter and you filtered it through stupid and that's the reason why it was dumb, Aquaman went through like two or three coffee filters. Yeah. I they mean, used the whole pack on this one. Oh my God, nothing in this movie is good. Okay, that's not true. They're, like Ezra Miller is like, okay. Everything else is stupid. Every single thing is dumb. There's one the cameos, thing I like in this movie. The cameos are stupid. The cameos are awful. The, they bring Batman back, but he's not even the same. So why they even do that? The the script is nonsensical. It's dumb. Superwoman is hot though, so that's okay. And <laughs> this movie, I'm glad that that's half of our criteria for film felt, criticism. It kind of felt like a is it got hot? The cameos in this movie. The anytime I think I wrote that in my review. Yeah, anytime there was CGI, it actually turned into a cartoon, like a Looney Tunes. The dog, remember the dog? Why was he a cartoon dog? Why were all the babies? Why were all the babies cartoon babies? He did it. He did this move. Remember, remember when he does? What? Remember when he runs like this every single time he runs? Remember when he puts a baby in a microwave? Now I'm not a track star. I'm not a track star. I'm not a pro football player. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a soccer player. I have never, never seen. He doesn't even run like that in the other Flash, the other movies that character's in. No other Flash. Why does he do that now? No other Flash media. Remember when he had the snack bar on his wrist and it, it never comes up again and it's just not important at all? He had a, he had a hungry... He had a he had a Minecraft hunger bar on his arm, and he's got to keep it full. And he eats one candy bar, and he's good for the whole rest of it. So why'd you even why'd you even say that? Apparently they did not consult a new because I don't think that. Remember when George? Remember when George Clooney's in it? Yes, I do remember George. Why? Uh, I believe. Why? I believe he was uh in the area where they were. Remember when? When? Remember when? Remember when Batman is like kind of like a little overweight and just like is wearing the dumbest bat suit I've ever seen in a movie. He makes spaghetti. Remember when his face is like this in the bat suit because it wasn't the right size and his face looks like this. Sam is squishing his cheeks together. My God, Every single part of this movie was bad. Aside from some of the performances, that's really it. Some of the performances are like fun. Everything else is bad. But just covered like rock. <laughs> so that may be the dumbest villain I've I, ever seen. His suit was just like melted. Like, it, how did that even happen? Because it was reversed. It <laughs> and glued and some rocks to him. Rocks on it. Are you kidding me? Remember, remember when his production. remember when his weapon is like a blade and it's just a it's piece so of shrapnel stuck in his arm, but it's like so powerful he's that he's so like stabbing Kryptonians with it, even though it really should just yeah. be ripping his arm off. He can vibrate through stuff. He could have just vibrated his arm and just whoop, taken that right out. When he was fully covered, they would have all just fell off of him. Yep. And he would have killed him probably about 20. I just like, this movie took almost 30, 30, 40. Technically, technically speaking. Technically. That's what, that's, that's really the main thing. That's the, I'm a, this is my last thing I'm going to say about The Flash. Again, no other movie, I think in the history of movies, has ever been developed for so long and gone through so many different iterations 
and so many different creative teams, some of whom are actually like talented people, and then ended up this this bad, this misshapen, this deformed. I don't think it's ever happened before. And I don't know, I don't think it'll ever happen again. Imagine it would be insane if it does. I think comparing Andy Muschietti to Gordon Ramsay. Imagine if that meal, that craft, took that long. Probably expect. Probably expect. But in. A grilled rat. Covered in weeks of old marinara sauce. Imagine that. This is what the flash is. And like, they released this. In theaters. Like, they have concepts. That's the other thing. I know I said I was done, but I guess I got one more thing. Like, no other movie has had so many red flags where they're like, hey, stop. Hey, stop. Hey, stop. Hey, this isn't working. Hey, stop. Hey, stop doing this. Hey, this movie's a bad idea. Hey, we should really stop making this. And they just kept going. Oh my God, they just kept going. They never stopped. They were like, no. It has been ordained by God that this film exists. We have to manifest the destiny of this movie. Like, that's the... the I, I, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done talking about the flesh. The production this movie was a man. Very fast. <laughs> and his friends kept saying... It kept getting faster. And, and he, he went through the car and kept going. <laughs> he he was missing car. legs. Kept going. <laughs> Made it to the end. There was nothing. Uh, Just a bloody skateboard. I think you're all right. I think your long rant <laughs> summed it up. I just want to say, if you want to hear everything, I mean, we talked about it for about 45 minutes when it came out. Yeah. I wrote a like five paragraph review in my letterbox. I think we're good. I think we've said everything that they can. Yeah, I think I think we've never we never need to talk flash. about the flash again. Um, now my worst movie of the year is another one that you guys didn't see, so I don't. I won't talk about it forever. But it was a movie called Bo is Afraid by our good friend Ari Aster. Sam. Oh yay! It was to start off. It's three hours long. It's three hours long. See if you just and it, told no, no, no. Me. I now it's my turn to rant, <laughs> and it feels like it's six hours long. The worst part of it is that it's kind of enjoyable for about 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes. And then it ditches what it was doing and becomes this never-ending, completely plotting nonsense that is yes. obviously the director's like personal therapy. It's a movie where the director works out his mommy issues for three hours. That is what it is. And he has obviously really messed up, really weird issues with his mom that he needs to work out and that is not, I'm not joking. Sam, goes on in this movie. spoiler alert, there's an attic with a big penis monster in it. Oh. That is the main character's dad. Oh, a penis monster. I will show you the penis monster. There's a penis, there's a penis monster. I will show it to you. But it is this, it's this completely, it's this impenetrable, impenetrable bubble of the director's personal Weird Hang on, no. idiosyncrasy. Has he considered making hentai? Because that sounds like it fit right it in. It might be next. A penis monster? That's Sam, like that's like this hentai movie 101. Is <laughs> super strange. It's weirdly perverted. It's so it's so long. And it never goes anywhere. Joaquin Phoenix is doing something. I don't know what it is. 
He's doing something. I think he did one. Might have been in one. But um I don't remember. It's it's just it's it's it was actually unbearable to get through. And I know there's people out there who, who love this movie, and when people say they don't like it, they just say you don't get it. That's that's my same thing with Midsummer. I I, I, got I won't it. get into it, but yeah. I understood it. It's I understood what he was doing. I don't understand was it what it was truly about because only he knows that. Yeah. Because it's obviously a thing that only he that it's obviously an issue he has in his life that he needs to professionally get worked out. <laughs> and I know this sounds insane that I'm saying this, but it's actually true. You don't make that movie and not have mental weird issues. mental issues with your mom. It was it was not entertainment. It was personal therapy. It was weirdly, it was, it wasted, it's so long. Oh my God, it's so long and it never ends. I swear to God, I was in that theater for four days. I hated every second of it. I, everyone who worked at, even the people who were just like working in production design, everyone who supported that movie, who gave that movie a dollar or any of their time should be in jail. That's, you'd be in jail. I don't care. I will happily go to jail if everyone else who worked on that movie also also goes goes to to jail. jail. I should be compensated. I should be compensated financially for viewing. Anyone who has to had to see I supported it. him in his therapy. I should be paid. All right, should we move on to the... Sure, why not? But yeah, that's the same thing that happened with, like, there is a... I just want to talk about... I know, because I saw it with my friend, there's and a, he said that to me after we saw there's it. There's a scene in Midsommar <laughs> where a man is drugged and assaulted yeah. by a group of women. Mm-hmm. And most people's takeaway, and at the end of the movie, that guy is burned alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People's takeaway was like, well, it, she's processing her, her feelings. I'm like, dude, she like murdered her boyfriend because she thought he cheated on her, but he was like assaulted. That's insane. I don't know. That, I, that's just one very small you know, thing. I have a lot of problems with Midsommar. But yeah, no, I don't like that director. He's way, he's, his head is like so far up his butt, it's coming out hereditary, of his neck. Again. His first movie, Hereditary, is really, really good. And then his other ones are weird. And he just, I think, I think he, he got to the point where A24 was willing to give him, like, if you're him, right? And you're obviously a kind of kooky weirdo, mm-hmm. right? And someone says, we'll give you $34 million to make this weird thing, you're not going to say no. And they're saying, we'll distribute your three hour long weirdo movie. Starring an Oscar winner. Like, obviously, you're going to go like, yeah. yeah. So I don't blame... I'm glad it got... <clears throat> that's the only thing I'll say. I'll say two things about Bo is Afraid that I like. I'm glad it got made. Because I'm glad that some somehow someone's willing to give this guy money for this. And two, I think the actual... The first 20 minutes are actually kind of fun. It's the fact that it ditches that whole thing entirely. To go in this inane nonsense direction that drags on for the entire one, life of, a, of most animals. That's what it's one about. other plus is that now there's a very good chance. He will not ever make another movie. He will make another. I think he's already working on it. Well, he shouldn't. You, he by should the, way, consider the original title that. of Bo is afraid was called was disappointments Boulevard. That's what they should have kept it. Cause that would have actually been part of my expectation. I would have understood what I was getting going in. All righty, Max, give us your number five best. That's not a movie. Say butt. He said foot. Uh, <laughs> okay. So for my, I loved cocaine there. I would say it's absolutely not top five. But a bizarre scenario. And we actually. We were on that story before anyone else.
<laughs> All right, my number five was The Creator. Okay. I really, really liked The Creator. I, I thought it was it really good. I loved the aesthetic of it. I think all the performances were great. The, like that the, little kid. The, the kid was so good. Like, for a child actor, holy mm. crap, that was crazy. Um, Max, hey, the, the story is nothing new. Like, it, they're, not, they're not breaking any new ground no. or, like, telling anything we haven't seen before. Um, but that said, they do it, I think, really well in a very um, yeah. engaging way. The, the twist of the movie, I actually didn't really see coming. I thought it was very interesting. Um, yeah. Um, it's I not, just, it's I, not on it my list. A solid movie all around. It's not on my list, but I will say uh, Gareth Edwards really, really, unlike Zack Snyder in Rebel Moon, did super, super strong, unique world building in that. Yeah. And I think that accompanied with his his obvious, like, amazing, like, visual. Oh, like, my God. This movie's beautiful. The guy's got great instincts when it comes to visuals. Like, yeah. that is 100% true. And the fact that he did it for not a huge budget. And, uh, I, it's, again, it's not a fresh story. But I think it's a it's a really good retelling of a narrative we've seen a lot before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a really strong. I thought it, the action was good, and yeah, I think it was it was a great experience to see in a theater. So I, and it I, never really jumped the shark. I was kind of afraid at a couple different parts that it was going to get to a point where you're like, okay, that's just ridiculous. But it never really does that. Mm -hmm. It stays. I'm not going to say like on a small scale, but it, it stays very true to itself, and I really appreciated that. Okay, well, my number five was a movie we saw. Just the other day, uh, that was the Iron Claw about the Von Erich family. This is from A24. Yeah, I was thinking about putting that on there, but I was too recent. Um, so I, I yeah, I was there. concerned about that, but I was like, whatever. I've seen a lot of good movies. I've been trying. I've been shotgunning 2023 movies recently. Yeah, and a lot of them have made my way into like the top of the list. So I just was like, whatever. I'll put it in there. Um, I thought this was uh, just a just a, one. It was super sad, but just this great, great meditation on like on brotherhood and grief and influence and um and kind of be a like weird personal obsession and it's it's got all these uh, great performances from actors who are uh somewhat famous and then like uh, and then a lot of people who aren't I yeah not as with. much i want to say particularly um i don't have their names in front of me but the person who plays the mom and the person who plays the younger brother I thought were really good. They're not in it a lot. Yeah, I kind of wanted a little more from the mom. Uh, not in. The, she was one of the most interesting parts of the movie. To yeah, me. and they didn't really focus. on I her wish that they much. focused on her a little more. She has a couple of scenes that kind of help paint the picture of the overall theme yeah. of the movie. Um, but they were particularly good. Zac Efron's great as the lead. He has one of the most heartbreaking final scenes of a movie this yeah, year. Yeah, it's like it gets really um, dark. Lily James does a good job in a supporting role. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, I think, as I think he will. He's really good in this. I now fear he will type, he'll be typecasted as Angry Man between this and the bear. But, yeah. Um, I think his, he's so good in this movie. His too. evolution or like de evolution and just kind of spiral into depression and, and anger, I thought was really, really well illustrated. I just thought this was really, really, really well made and um, just perfectly done in what the story they just were. It's a great to tell. character drama. Yeah. Max, what's All your right. number four? I didn't even see it. I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it. I haven't seen it. It's on, it's on I Prime, I think. Prime, what am I? Yeah. Good time.
yeah, I will say Asteroid City didn't make my top five. It was one of the movies I spent the longest time kind of thinking about after it was done. Yeah. I thought, yeah, he packed. I know everyone is kind of, I know people have a lot of really dumb takes on his, on Anderson's whole style and everything. Um, I think a lot of it is like people who are annoyed that the fact that he has like a particular way his movies are. Yeah, it's I like, think our people blow their dumb. <laughs> blow their emotions on it way out of proportion. Blow it's like love it the guy makes one movie like every two years, and it's the only movie like this. Like, yeah. how are you this annoyed? Unless you're watching Wes Anderson movies every. If single you don't week. like it, just don't go. Just like, don't see it. and you know what you're getting. Like, no, I do think that's a problem with it. I do think he needs to mix it up maybe a little bit, just for, so that these movies can stand out when they're lined yeah. up next to each other. But I do think um, the cast of this movie is particularly great. It's got a great ensemble. And the production design of Asteroid City is really particularly good. And uh, I think it's got a lot of rich themes about art and movie making itself that I think are really interesting and how they're worked into the like the dueling or like the O storylines because there's multiple layers to the to the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really good. But yeah, Asteroid City is a really strong. Well, <laughs> she wasn't. Really we should next year we should do our top five best, top five worst, and then I don't rank think and then rank the ho- the movies with the hottest women. That's like a very 2008 <laughs> thing to do, and I do not think that <laughs> no, that is a good idea. That would be something Howard Stern would yeah, do. Yeah, that is something that I yeah. do not think we should do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Um, my number four is Across the Spider-Verse, because even though... It was not a whole movie. I still had a great time in the theater. It was it was a, such a fun experience. Like getting to revisit these characters, seeing this like movie that was like not really that big of a deal. Like when we first saw it, we were all really big fans of it when it first came out. Like we were the guys telling our we friends actually like we saw that in a theater. Yeah, we were the guys who were like, guys, this movie's a sleeper hit. Everyone needs to see this. We're the reason why this movie like popped off. Yes, Sam. Us, not us specifically, but like the t- the, pe- <laughs> the kind of people that we are are the reason why this movie like blew up the way people it did. like us and the Netflix algorithm. Yes. Um. Yeah, this movie was just like it was so cool watching all of these characters sort of come back and see their characters like develop in interesting ways, and they're all really well done. Also, I don't. The villain. the villain is really good, and I think a lot more interesting than the villain from the first one. Kingpin was just kind of a bad guy whereas like this villain is like oh this is like they're doing something interesting here like he's actually got some interesting stuff going on yeah it's a it's it's really solid i really liked it i am i i do wish we got a little bit more of a conclusion just to this part of the movie it does kind of just like stop dead in its tracks and just like alt um i yeah, like, which is a little bit like, uh, all right, I would like to have just seen, like, the movie continue. Like, I, now I have to wait, like, six years to see the rest of it, which is kind of lame. But, like, I, it was just such a good ride. I, I enjoyed it so much. And the animation is crazy. And it, this, it, across, into the Spider-Verse is, in large part, the reason why animation has gotten so good oh, 100%. in the last couple of years. Why studios have decided that different animation styles are Yeah, like, without that movie, we wouldn't with. have gotten... Ninja no, Turtles. Ninja Turtles, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Wish. Wish, wish kind of. Um, no, you wouldn't have gotten, or at least none of them would have looked the way they did. Yeah, absolutely. So, Disney yeah. I got to say, I got to give my number four spot to Across the Spider Part One. Well, my number four uh, was a three hour movie I actually liked, and that's Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese's newest film. 
uh, I thought now it does it uh, it can feel its length, but I did think it was a necessary movie in that I thought it, it the length was inter integral to displaying uh, complacency in prolonged evil. The gravity the of the situation is about yeah. So I do understand that. Um, I thought it's filled with great performances. It's 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 you know it's Martin Scorsese, so it's expertly well made. Um, all of the money is on screen. Um, I was I was never bored watching it, which is hard for a movie of this length. I was always invested in what was happening. I thought it was I thought it was just a really really interesting movie that I think we'll be talking about for a really long. Killers of the Flower Moon is my number. Alrighty. Yeah, I think it. I think it could have been trimmed up just a little bit. There, there were some scenes that I think went on for a little bit longer than I really like cared for. But uh, like generally speaking, it was really good. It didn't make my top five, but I can, like, it totally could have. Like this, this year was so stacked. Yeah, this year was so stacked with like great movies. Yeah. Uh, all right, Max, go ahead and give us your number three. We come back to you. <laughs> well, minus one particular. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew what we're talking. About. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that you, that you were talking about like the original Godzilla from 1958. Oh, and, like, yeah. you get confused. <laughs> not, not eligible. <laughs> Pretty sure Max found out about this movie when we said, hey, Max, so you got to go see Godzilla? See, <laughs> Max went, there's a Godzilla movie. Yeah, it was really good. It was... Alrighty, my number three goes to The Holdovers. Okay. Which was just really, really good. It was like, it's technically a Christmas movie. Uh, we saw it, I think, late November. Uh, yeah, we saw it about when 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 wide. So we saw it like right just around when Christmas time was starting up. This movie is another just absolutely great character drama. Like, there's so many just very like intimate scenes between the characters mm -hmm. where you're just like, like you you really feel like you you're there with them mm -hmm. in a lot of the scenes. Like, it's very immersive in like how it sucks you into like these these people's lives and like they all feel so like yeah. so tangible. It's just really really good. And um, I don't know. There's just a lot of parts that are like, like personally, like, like we all know a teacher like that. Like we yeah. all, we all know that guy. We all know like, uh, like all those kids that are in the movie. We've all met someone who like yeah. is just like that. You really feel like you're like one of the kids going to this school, and like there's a lot of like really deep sadness that a lot of the characters hold about these. I mean, just the premise itself is yeah. really sad. Like you're stuck in your boarding school over christmas yeah. like that already you're like oh man this, this sucks and then like it, it's just it's really i really recommend the holdovers to anyone who it, it is a bit of a downer i will um, i'll forgo my thoughts because yeah it's on my list later um but yeah uh i think just it's just a really solid all-around movie it is a bit of a downer so if you're looking to go like see a happy holiday family Christmas movie, I, I would probably not recommend this movie for that. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it, it kind of picks up towards the end, but it, it's just really solid all over. I, I really recommend it. Um, okay, my number three, and most people will consider this uh, absurdly high, 
I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, this is the only movie that made me tear up during the movie. There's okay, that's no kind of why. No I didn't have a full <laughs> tear, but I, I, I got all choked up. <laughs> um, I thought this was the perfect conclusion to these characters in this story, and I thought... <laughs> The raccoon made me do a tear. The raccoon made me sad. The raccoon made me sad. <laughs> I like all the characters. Chiefs was like a little scary. Chiefs like a... I am. I think. <laughs> I think I have made well known on this podcast. I'm a James Gunn fanboy, so I don't. I don't think I have to say a lot. All my thoughts are in the review we did, but just. Um. I just thought this was great. I thought. <laughs> uh, I bought it on. I loved it so much. I bought it on 4K. So. Which that might sound like a high, pr but he buys like every movie on on Blu-ray. So I do buy a lot. No, I did. I <laughs> I thought this was a great, great story and a great, great character arc for. It does a. It is the perfect for, conclusion to this yeah. this series. That's all I'll say because you guys will get in. Max, what's your number two? Okay. Which uh, which Spider Man? Spider Man. Spider Man. The I'm... only one that came out. Oh, wait, no, hold on, year. hold on. There's there was, a lot of there... Spider Man. Hang on, Spider Man Lotus came out. <laughs> it could be that. <laughs> you know about? Did you know uh, about that one? <laughs> that should have been. We need to watch that. We do need to. We should have watched it last year. We could have put it on our worst list. Yeah. Don't. It's a fan made movie. It's really racist. really bad. <laughs> everyone everyone who worked on it turned out to be a big racist. <laughs> 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 All right, anyway, uh, do uh, your do your really pocket. All I have to. Yeah, I mean we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. So, alrighty, my number two was Oppenheimer. Okay. I don't think this is really a surprise to anyone. Um, this Real movie quick. was. Mm -hmm. That was my number two as well. So oh, all right, sweet, up. cool. So yeah, both of our number two. But yeah, this movie was so cool. Like I've never seen a like a historical like sort of figure tackled with this kind of like overwhelming importance. Like th this movie has a a gravitas to it that like I don't think I've ever seen a historical kind of movie reach this level of um I I don't even really know what the word is. It's not hype, but it's like that kind of level of like, interest. I guess interest. Yeah. But just, it's just, it's, it's a, it's an experience that is very unique. Um, yeah. It's, I think because Nolan is known for like his, his certain quirks. Yeah. Right? He likes to play with time. He likes these, this like incessant music, this constant. The music is so insanely this good. Moving pace, this giant ensemble cast. And I think this movie was kind of the culmination of all of those things. And they all kind of weave together to create like the ultimate Nolan film. Yeah. And the ultimate Nolan film is a really, 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 really good, really movie. good film. So I think that's why this works. And I think of all the movies that came out this year, this will be the movie that's most remembered for releasing. Like, more I mean, than anything just else. like, I know there's Barbie and Mario and all yeah, these yeah. big blockbusters, but I think in terms of like, Movies that are like really about something and something we'll be talking about in five years. I think it'll be Oppenheimer. Um, I think he just, it's such a smart script and the way he's able to make it move and constantly feel interesting and how he's able to balance just this giant 
this giant cascade of characters across this insane period of time with these immeasurable stakes yeah and yet to always have it feel very personal for oppenheimer Oppenheimer, protagonist i think that is it's just masterful direction um and i think that's why this movie the way the whole movie builds to that last line Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever seen a movie do that kind of thing before where the entire movie builds to this one spear point this one spear point line of dialogue and because they because of how much they focused on this all these different things that came together to this moment it hits you like an arrow in the chest it's like oh no this is not a movie this is real Oppenheimer's your number one right oh okay but yeah this just like I've never had that kind of experience in a movie theater before where like that just that last line hits that hard. I've never that's never happened to me before. It was it was a crazy experience. I think it's, it's so yeah, good. It's masterfully made. And it, obviously it's going to win like 15 Oscars so to say anything about it but uh, in March in a couple months. Yeah. Cuz they're not as cool as we are. Yeah, it's a whole other <laughs> uh it's a whole other conversation that we could get into. Hey, this switch your number 1. What's your number 1, Max? Oh, Elden Ring! Elden Ring is a video game that came out last two years ago. No, yeah, that's what uh, I was saying. Oh, coming in. Dog time. I won't go. It was like an action movie like with no was, action. It was, it was crazy. Long, like, no. There was a lot of long movies this year, and this one did not feel its length. No, it felt like it felt yeah. like an hour. Yeah. yeah. Sam, before right. you go, your number one Godzilla My number one is Godzilla minus one. (laughs) So this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me. And it might be kind of crazy to see a Godzilla movie on my number one spot for 2023. But this movie was so good. The characters in this movie are so well written. The like the time period that this movie like explores is such an interesting period um, for the world at large, but like for Japan, especially like, this this time period for them was like a deconstruction of their entire cultural ideology and then a reconstruction of a new like way of like perspective of their whole society like to explain this period i can't really do it in this you know in this time period we have but it's very very crazy how much was going on at this point in time and this movie explores those ideas so well and with such like intri- like it, it really pulls you into it especially for people who um like aren't super familiar with the history um like this movie does a great job of, of kind of explaining the different philosophies that were going on at the time and then they do a they do they they show you the the like the problems that they cause so well and they it's just very very solid in the kind of the found family that the guy creates and like all this yeah and and then Godzilla comes in. So, like, on top of all the stuff I just said, Godzilla no, just, shows up. And oh my, okay. 
This movie is a balancing act that I, unlike I've, I've never seen anything that balances th this type of story so well. Because like, okay, let's say they made, because this is a great Godzilla movie. Let's say that it was just about Godzilla. That, would, we, that was exactly what we would have expected. We'd be like, okay, sure. If they did just characters, we'd be like, okay, that movie was great. That's what I expected, sure. The fact that they're able to have this insanely well-written character drama balanced with this crazy monster movie and it doesn't destroy the character drama and it doesn't devalue the, the monster aspect of the movie either. That's crazy. Like, the, the fact that Godzilla is in the movie doesn't make it stupid. Yeah. How? And the fact that, you know, God, the movie focuses on this big giant monster lizard and you actually care more about the humans that are going yeah. on and what's going on in their lives than the cool action where he's destroying cities. That's crazy. That We've never seen a movie like that. And it was just, it was so good. I really, really enjoyed it. I recommend it to anyone who's a fan of monster movies, who just a fan of like almost, I would say like to an extent, historical movies. Not as much, but to an extent, I would say like historical dramas. It's just so good. I every, every part of it was good. I was not bored for a minute. It was so good. Every scene was great. The ending, I will say, is a little bit cliche. It's not... The ending is, yeah, is, is like a little cliche. But oh my god, I'm so happy they went with the cliche ending. If they went with a non-cliche ending, I think they it would have crushed me. You care about the characters. Yeah, it would have, I would have been way too sad. It would have crushed me. I'm so glad they went with it. It was like... Mm -hmm. way it's kind of silly but i'm like oh my god thank goodness oh i was so worried you weren't gonna make this ending like the way it oh my god so good anyway uh you can go ahead and, and hit him with your number yeah, one so godzilla hates this one guy in particular so much yeah, we've never seen a Godzilla who just it just it he just hates that one dude. inexplicably hates one individual yeah. with all of his might. <laughs> um, so uh, you mentioned it earlier, but the uh, my number one movie is The Holdovers. Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. That is my number one, and there's really one primary reason I think it it is my number one, and that is more than any other movie I watched this year. This will be the one I revisit most. I think this will be a yearly rewatch for me. I think what he crafted was this wonderful portrait that not only feels its time visually and technically, but yeah. also thematically. I feel like he created three extraordinarily interesting characters and was able to craft this. Yeah. Three. Dominic oh, Sessa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's those three. And he's, he's crafted this wonderful narrative about empathy and and loss and grief and being stuck in a place and not knowing your way out. Yeah. And that's what the whole movie is about. And I think the way he moved those characters along with each other and where they end up and how that movie ends for each of them, I think is earned and works so well. And each one feels feels so personal. And more than any other character I watched on screen this year, these all three felt like real people. Yeah, they all me. felt way more real. Way more, like, I felt like I knew each one of them yeah. after the movie ended. And I felt like all of their personal journeys said something and were like a lesson you could learn in life. That's what I really loved about this movie. It, it, it very also has my favorite line and line reading of the whole year. That is, of course, um, you are penis cancer in human form. <laughs> and just the way... 
just Paul Giamatti is so good in this movie. He's going to be nominated for Best Actor. He definitely deserves to be. I think uh, just all the little quirks his character is given, all the little ways he feels, and he is so, he's right that life has beaten him down, that he feels defeated. And the way you move with this character, not to move past that, but to learn to keep moving forward in life despite those things, that's what the story's about. And I think that'll stick with me for a long time. And it'll be a movie I revisit every year. I think in a lot of ways that movie is like a modern Christmas Carol. Not because of like, it's like, yeah. it follows the same story beats, but because of like the type of story it tells in the time period that the story is being told, it is so relevant that yeah. I could absolutely see it becoming like a cultural, um, yeah. a cultural pillar like going forward. It's not about a bad man learning to be good. It's about a man who's given up learning to try again. Yeah, it's it's that, a very solid. And it's about memorial. that in three different ways through the three main characters. Yeah, I think that's that. It was so masterfully done. I think it's a, a perfect movie. I think it's couldn't make that movie better. And that is just it feels like a warm hug. Yeah, like it's just so was just so enjoyable and i i saw it i went to walmart today and they had it on dvd and not <laughs> blu-ray so i will buy it i'll buy it on blu-ray on amazon whenever it comes out whenever it comes out but it, i will it, definitely make a conscious that movie, to own it and, and watch it every that day. movie is is the pe- the like penultimate yeah. bittersweet christmas yeah. movie and i love christmas movies and i've they don't make them anymore it's so nice to get them Especially this one that is this good. Yes. Alrighty. Well, with that said, I mean, my favorite movie of all time is a Christmas. <laughs> do we have a? That's all I have. Do we have anything? I think that's pretty much I it think for that's the it. Happy New Year. Oh, oh. I just want to say, if you have any other movies you really enjoyed, I just want to shout out a few couple. May December. These are movies that almost made. Oh, these thing. are honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, May December, Todd Hayden's movie was really, really good, really, really interesting. Uh, Spider Verse almost made my list. Air. I know, okay, Air kind of became loped in, looped in with all of these other product movies yeah. that came out after it. But that movie is really... It's, a, it's, I think it's, it's so much better than the so other much ones. Better. It's, it's, like, it's obviously not about the product in yeah. the same way the other ones are, where it's about... That whole movie is about the people who made the product, while I feel like the other ones were mostly so just yeah. about the product. Yeah, so I think Air, Air is actually really good, and I think a lot of people just kind of crapped on it for being a movie about Michael Jordan's shoes, and I don't think that's justified. Still, a Michael J. Fox movie was a really, really, really great documentary on Apple TV+. Talk to Me was a great horror movie. Um, Godzilla Minus One almost made my list. The Killer almost made my list. Uh, I do want to also well, honorable mention... Blackberry and Theater Camp were both movies that came out that no one saw that were really good. I only have like one other movie that I was thinking about adding, but I, I, des- I decided not to. But uh, I think... Uh, Miyazaki's new movie, uh, The Boy and the Heron, which mm-hmm. I think you guys did weren't as big of a fan of, but I thought it was really interesting. I really like some of the, the themes that they explore, and I think as a sort of personal message from Miyazaki, it it is a very interesting movie. It would movie. work really good as his final film. It would work really good <laughs> as his final Too bad film. It's not. It probably won't be. He says it is. It definitely won't be because it never is. Yeah. But if you if you I think a lot of people are going to be confused as to what the movie is like really about. And at the end of the day, it is actually based on a, a book. I didn't realize this till after I, I did some research. Um, it's based on a book called the boy and the heron where a boy loses his father and then sort of goes on this imaginary journey with a, a, a gray heron. And then eventually learns to process his grief. 
which I think under that framework, it, it kind of makes it a lot easier to understand what is really going on, where this kid is going through this really, really rough time in his life. He's getting bullied at school so much that he's like self-harming to avoid mm -hmm. having to go back to school. Um, and then he, he's just thrust into this crazy situation where his dad is now marrying the sister of his mom and he's all got all kinds of stuff going on. And <laughs> his dad moved on like that. <laughs> he knocked her up fast too, man. And he, well, I'm not done yet. <laughs> and he, he goes on, he meets this like sort of magical, he goes into this magical world, um, which is a little bit hard to explain. I'm not going to get into like the technicalities of the world, but um, it leaves you with a lot of, a lot of questions, like a, a lot to think about, like kind of what things represented, what things are. Um, and to some degree, it, it, it seems like they didn't like fully flesh out some of the concepts, but it, the more you sort of dive into Miyazaki's life and sort of his sort of the position he's in right now as a person, it, the movie makes a lot more sense. Like he's, he did a documentary recently where he, he, in an interview. Yeah, I think he did. I think it was on like Disney plus or something. Yeah. He, he did in an interview. He said like, like Ghibli is just a name. Like it's just the name of the studio. It doesn't really mean anything to me. We just like came up with it cause it sounded yeah. cool or something like that. And like, he's like, you know, I'm going to be gone. And if the studio collapses when I'm gone, it's just a name. That's it. And like, when you kind of look at the movie through that, like he is very much, at least as I understand it, the, that old guy in the tower, yeah. he's been building this world for his whole life. That is his life. He's been missing. He wasn't there for his family. Mm -hmm. He was gone. Um, and he wants to pass it on, but he can't find the right person. And at the end of the day, he doesn't really find yeah, the right person. And that world does end up collapsing. But mm -hmm. the world is okay. The world moves on. That kid has processed his grief. He's learned to sort of accept the, the trauma in his, his new life. He's like, it, it, once you view it through that lens, I think it, I, I appreciate it a lot more. Um, but that's it, Max. You had a movie you wanted to, you wanted to shout out? What is that? Yeah, what is that? Did it come out this year? Yeah. Wild flag. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you saw it this year. Oh, I think it played in festivals last year. And it had a oh, it actually released. So, yes, okay, it, okay. Yeah, oh, it was good. So for... I think I did see a trailer for that actually. Now that you, now that he, yeah, they have like they have like mental disability, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so she's like trying to manage the family, like trying to like take care of them almost. Overall, a really good year for movies, I would say. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of big, massive stinkers, but a lot of really there's good a, movies there's too. There's a lot of stuff that that uh, hasn't come out in theaters here yet that I really want to check out. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, 2024 will be just as good. I, I like how big of a it. fan you are of Elden Ring, but you refuse to watch Game of Thrones, which is like didn't he watch Game by of the Thrones? Same guy. I, dude, I just don't I mean, it's a long show. You watched Wild, whatever that was. That's an hour and, a, an half. Hour and a half. Yeah, but Game he, of Thrones is eight seasons of television. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You definitely watched it while you were doing something, like playing a game or no, something. No, it wasn't. Okay, well, then that's weird. Sometimes I'll 
Yeah, I have I have not watched a lot of. Oh I yeah, watched. I did finish What If. I could talk. I've already played it. No, we're good. I yeah, think we we're we're, we've other, gone first. Um, for we'll a be long back. Time. The other show I've watched was a. Yeah, we'll be back oh, next week. So okay, yes, what honorable happened? mention because oh, it God. it did end no. this year. No, that is that the best is, show that's ever been made. That is my favorite show ever. That is the best. Show. It's like no better show exists. I don't know if you can make a better show. Lose clues. Let's go suck! <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, anyway. Right, we'll be back next week to do a preview of all of the movies and games and shows coming, coming out up this year. And we're going to be catching up on the news because we're behind by like three oh weeks Oh my now. gosh, so much has happened. <laughs> also, um, there's a movie that comes out this week we might see. I might make them see it. What movie? We'll watch it. Well, yay! Alright, bye! Bye! Happy New Year! Bye.